In the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management, providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit acminc.com today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Superglue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about A. K-O. Marijuana has intoxicating effects that may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack. Located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek tight lines and fish on come hook into the action with them hit them up at thebaitshackak.com anchor town dogs located on fourth avenue across from the old fourth avenue theater look for the blue and gold umbrella from reindeer dogs to bomb euros they've got you covered anchor town dogs your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart Crude Magazine, Alaska-based media outlet using the last frontier as a springboard to discover larger truths about the cultures of our great state. Read more at crudemag.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. 
Lady with a Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details, specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings. Find Lady with a Plan on Instagram. I, I like just kind of started dabbling with that just a little bit uh-huh. with the uh, social media and Instagram. Of course, I've kind of like the regressed. Oh, the Soch? Is that what it is? I don't know. The Soch? I think you do. Oh, you got to ask the kids, man. I know. That's all I have to do. No, I got called out the other day, though. I said, um, I was talking to a friend. I was like, yeah, it's really, it's kind of suspicious, like suspicious. And she was like, it's sus now. It's not suspicious. It's just sus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh I'm sorry. My age it's is sus. showing. Like. Yeah. All right. Let's get turnt. <laughs> yeah, I don't it's even know. It's not turnt no more. No. What's it now? Turt. Tur, no, they shortened it. It's just the T. It's just t- 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 <laughs> you just do the t- and then the caribou calls everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Kennedy called herself a beast the other day. Oh, I'm nice. Like, oh, okay, like a beast. A thirteen-year-old little girl called yeah. herself a beast. Was she like working out? No, or? she's a beast at some game on her phone. Like the, uh, it's really popular. Somebody give Minesweeper, Minecraft, no, no. Roblox. No. Among Us. Is it Candy Crush? Something like that. Ooh, it's another game crush. like it. You just dated yourself again. I'm yeah. a beast at something. <laughs> oh, no. Isn't that old? I mean, yeah. in high school, they'd say like beast mode, like in like yeah, the I remember gym, that. but yeah. right. that's my only. It just kind of like threw me. I'm like, because she's in, she's in seventh grade, so they're talking all the the new lingo. The lingo you learned when you were in junior high. Oh, you man. You come into school and you're like, oh, they're saying that. Yeah. You better start saying that. So I was like it's the bussing. kid who wasn't like in the like the cool kid group so i kind of oh. like listen and then like ask my brother later okay. like, hey, Drew, what, does what does this mean <laughs> so, you could, so when you were ready to come to the table you had it all down well drew didn't know either oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then we use google yeah my kids call me what's up my guy my guy mm. that's the new thing for the boys i don't know oh, does it does it does it track or you like don't, don't no call, i'm don't just call like whatever yeah yeah i just say it back to him Packy started calling me dude. 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 And I was like, damn, that's because of me. (laughs) Dude. My guy. I was like, hey, dude. My guy. (laughs) Yeah, my guy. Uh, Welcome to Alaska Wild Project, episode 61. Today we have uh, Sarah Lucor with us. Um, Her Instagram is Sarah underscore summits. Um, You're doing good on there. Yeah, I think so. It kind of took off a little bit the past year, which has been exciting. Um, Not necessarily planned, but... I kind of like it that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's been blowing up. We were just checking your thing out the other day. You got a lot of nice pictures. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, it's been it's been nice. Uh, and I met a lot of really wonderful people. That's been really exciting. And I think my favorite part has been the community and yep. making new connections and meeting new friends. So I think that's underestimated and undervalued. Like, I know there's a lot of anti-social media people, and they're like, ah, I don't want to be a part of that, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But really, you connect with people that you probably so never true. would. You mm-hmm. know, I, I run the social media for Alaska Wild Project, and I'm constantly talking to random people. But, like, after a while, you're like, oh, it's Johnny from at Johnny Blair's or whatever, yeah, you yeah. know. And you're just talking to them around about random questions, Alaska stuff. And we get hit up a lot from people that are coming to Alaska, which you probably do yes. as well. Mm-hmm. I know I know we were talking about Erica, Alaska Outdoor Girl, um, and Danica and some of the other girls that are involved with that. They're probably getting hit up all the time with people that have legit questions. And yep. it's cool to like find the answer. If I don't know the answer, I'll text Jack or Brandon and be like, oh, what do you guys know about this? Yeah. Um, 
so I think that's undervalued that like, you know, all the old boomers are like, ah, rah, 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 I don't want to talk to nobody, but you get on there and really you can make some really yeah. cool connections with some really cool people. Yeah. Like-minded interests, which is cool. Cause sometimes it's super hard to find people to hike mountains every day with you. Well, yeah, actually, um, my friends who I go hiking with most frequently now, uh, Andrea and Mary Kate, um, I was going on these hikes by myself before and it's really nice to have found a group of friends who you can go and do kind of fun stuff in the mountains with. It's more, it's a lot more safe now, which is nice. Going with people is always a better idea. Um, and it's really opened the door to doing some more peaks that we've all wanted to climb, but haven't necessarily had the group to go with so that's yeah. been really yeah. really exciting i really enjoy that or someone has like done one that you've been wanting to do and they can take you and all that yeah yeah uh, strength, I, I think that is knowledge. one like good thing about facebook i know that's like more for like older folks that seems like um but like their groups and their ability to have like these these groups of like i don't know, for example like resident hunters of alaska or like people that are going out like luke mel was saying he was he was setting up like a nordic ski or nordic skate um, deal where he's like find like people are like checking out the ice on these places and they all meet up and talk about it so i think that facebook hit the mark with that where you can like almost immediately get like to the group whereas right. like instagram it's more like story and people have to like see it and then it's not like as quick maybe yeah the i think the facebook groups is just like a really good resource like if you just move in here and you you're like into hiking like jane is and uh jane lau and she she got into this hiking group and almost all of her best friends are from the hiking group and that's how we met sean okay you know? and sean and then we have this awesome guest come in to talk about his worldly hiking adventures you know yeah it was just it's such a cool thing just from this little hiking group you know but then there's one for everything pack rafting and ice fishing and it's just really cool yeah that is that's the one i guess good thing about facebook yeah, and I like um, the Facebook groups more for um, like trail beta. So going and getting conditions, and people will go on the uh, hiking yeah. pages a lot and post pictures from their hike, how the hike went, yeah. if they would recommend going. And if you scroll through, you can kind of read in the comments if other people have gone. Um, so that's what I really appreciate about the um, Facebook groups. And I also recommend those to people who are who have messaged me on Instagram and are asking for recommendations if they're coming to visit. Um, you can, I always, of course, give them a list of like my go-to hikes more for like, if it's a lot of families message me and ask for recommendations. I'm like, Hey, you should add yourself to these hiking groups. Um, they have really great conditions of like none of the ones I've recommended kind of jive with what you're looking for. Yeah. So, what are some of those? Um, hiking in Alaska, girls who hike. Those are the Instagram, the Facebook, um, groups, the two that I okay. run that I really like. Is there so. a boys who hike? I don't know. I'm not on it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. We, we need our own page. Are there boys in the group? <laughs> yeah, uh, are boys allowed in the group? <laughs> I, I think so. I mean, I hope so. Don't get canceled. <laughs> don't get canceled. Dudes are all top secret. Won't tell nobody nothing about where they go. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't ask me. <laughs> Upper Huff. Go check out Bird Ridge. That's why there's no, like, fishing in Alaska pages. They're like, you don't get to know yeah, yeah. where the spot is. No, there's not. There's not. <laughs> They're like, Ship Creek. Yeah, go get a can. Hit the bait, chat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking about Ship Creek, I want to shout out their um, doing their annual Ship Creek cleanup um, here May fourteenth. Um, so coming up really quick, if you can get out there, they're gonna have a bunch of free food and prizes and all that stuff to get all that going. And they're still looking for the first um, Ship Creek King. 
Uh, he says that it could be any time yeah. now. Wow. Um, 13th to the 22nd is the sweet time. That's it? Of mm-hmm. April? No, May. May, okay. okay. And the first guy gets like a huge pack, like a huge winnings. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh yeah, he's yeah. Dustin, he's been blowing it up down there, and and as like king fishing around the state has just gone to shit. Like that one seems South like Central. it's yeah, like yeah, climbing, yeah. you know? Yeah, they're doing mm-hmm. good with that fishery. Yeah, the hatchery. Well, I love that they made it an event and that they hyped it. I think that's I think oh, that's yeah. fun. It's, yeah, he's hyping it and it's doing bigger prizes. every year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You said last year they had um, like I don't know what he's almost 150 people that went down to help clean up. Oh, oh wow. right yeah. So. But I was thinking, like, I was just down there the other day, uh, just checking stuff out down there. Um, and now that there's not as many homeless in that area, it seems like all the homeless kind of shifted, like, towards Midtown. Mm-hmm. It's not that dirty. Well, I mean, they opened up the Sully. So there's a huge community. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, everyone kind of went mm-hmm. went towards Midtown area. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, you get 150 people out there to clean it up. It'll be quick. Yeah, well. And look nice. Especially when he's doing tourist. Renegade. Uh, vigilante cleanup in the fall. Yeah, runs, runs through there with his weed whacker by the the trail, just like <laughs> shaving it back. <laughs> s- he meets us for lunch last fall, and his like boots and his pants are just covered in grass. We're like, "What you been up to today, man?" Renegade, rogue, rogue yard work. That's, what's so but, great about Alaska, though? You can show up for lunch or dinner like that, and it's completely yeah. fine. I mean, the backstory <laughs> yeah. was awesome because he was cleaning up you know, Muni property, but it was by his area and he takes a lot of pride in the creek and that that, that certain stretch. you know, image and stretch that that uh that he covers and mm-hmm. I think it's awesome that he's taking pride in that and it's helpful. Yeah. I mean it's stuff you guys see it when the snow melts. Well it's pretty it's much like the first one of the first <clears throat> places that tourists come when they come to Anchorage, mm-hmm. they want to go down there and check it out. Jump off yeah. the train, yeah. you know, they'll yep. go down do Fourth Avenue and go into the little shops and all that. But mm-hmm. then they want to like go see like what do I want to see? They want to go see the reindeer in the cage, and then they want to go see the fishing. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. But let me explain the reindeer in the cage real quick because that sounds <laughs> yeah, real bad. <laughs> um, so a couple funny facts about Are you that reindeer in the fenced yeah area? fenced area. It's always uh, um, a reindeer, or actually should say a caribou. Um, that was uh, hurt or injured that mm. they are basically fixing or healing up to go put it back into the herd. And another fun fact is it's always named Star. It's like the last mm. like 20 of them mm. been named Star. And the guy will go and walk it down like, you know, the park strip and all that stuff. So that's one of the good things for tourists to come check out. That's awesome. Star. Star. Number 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Star mean they just add an R to the end. So Star. <laughs> you gotta roll it. You gotta roll it out. Um, what's the memorial plan? Memorial weekend. Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. What do you guys do? Um, this year I think we're gonna go. We have a um cash camper for the back of our truck, so I think we're gonna nice. go on a camping trip. Um, I'm not sure where yet. Uh. I'm not as like organized as I have been previously with planning trips um, since starting grad school this year. I've been a little bit more preoccupied, um, but we're going to talk about that. Um, when Nick gets home, he's out hunting caribou right now. Oh, actually. he is nice. Yeah, he's up in the Arctic Circle um, snow camping. They built like snow shelters and they're sleeping in. Awesome. Oh, so cool. They're having a great time. Um, last I heard, so 
Yeah. <laughs> but we're in Dumore planning. I bet but that's badass. Yeah, I yeah. know. He was really stoked to go. They like skied out and brought all their gear with them and so they'll be back on Friday. <laughs> Has you got one yet? No. They 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 were waiting um for a couple hours yesterday for them to cross the like okay line. Um but they never crossed, so they had to yeah. kind of pack it up and call it a day. I'm starting to think that that over like the cash camper, one of those things, like, man, that is that not the best, like, mobile camping? Like, because the motorhome is like, ah, you got to find a big spot. If you have, like, the, um, what you have, Jack, the, uh, art pod, you, you can't haul, haul a boat. Or you can't something. haul any toys, yeah. Yeah. and you're dealing with, like, a trailer yeah. deal. Whereas, like, the truck with the thing, it's, mm-hmm. you just go anywhere. Yep. You can just, even if it's, like, day parking, you can still stay there all so night the and, and sleep in there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys have that built by Cash and Palmer? No. So we got it used off of Facebook Marketplace yeah. um, from a very kind elderly gentleman who bought mm-hmm. it and just never used it. Yep. And um, we had like, it all custom built, picked out everything. <laughs> he just, loved yeah. looking at it in the driveway. Uh, yeah. Actually, was, they mostly do. It was kind of sad. He said that his uh, <laughs> girlfriend didn't like it, so they just never oh. went. I was like, oh. <laughs> But no, that's exactly where we got it. Was so we can, we have a um, we have a raft that we go fishing on, uh, fishing with. Um, so you can drag it, yeah. so we can pull it, and then um, it's just it's like the adventure wagon. You have everything, and you just take off for the weekend, and yeah. it's really nice. And it stays on the truck all summer and most of the fall for like steelhead fishing. It makes mm-hmm. that a lot more comfortable. So, what's it look like? Can you look it up, Miranda? Um. The cash camper? Yeah. Do you have a picture of it on your uh, social media? Um, I don't think I have a photo on my social media account. So is ca- it like canvas? A soft no, 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 oh, no. So no, ca- no. Cash, cash Campers is a like a local camper manufacturer and builder uh-huh. out in Palmer. Uh-huh. So they can like repair motorhomes and campers and all that kind of stuff, but they actually custom build their um, cab over oh, style. Oh, it's a cab over. Okay. I really like um, that gray one. And, and l- let me tell you, they've come a long way because they used to just be like... Yeah, the old school Kind of like ones. a canopy like right there. Uh-huh. Um, right to, to the far right, Daniel, in the silver Toyota. This one? Yeah. Like well, even before that, like, like this is fancy with doors. Like they used to have like... They didn't even have windows. Yeah, right. But they've like, got really guy. all out on the camper style. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're really like... Cool. So does it have pop-outs and, and stuff? Well, um, this one's like low and pops out. Ours doesn't have any pop-outs. Ours is pretty old, actually, but um, I like it. I just call it vintage. Mm. And, um, nice. <laughs> but uh, there's no pop-outs, but it fits like a king bed in the top part. And a there's over, like, yeah. yeah, a cab over, and there's like a dining nook and a refrigerator and a stove. Yeah, and perfect. It's, it is yeah. perfect. Yeah. Do you guys it's, have dogs, too? Yeah, we have two dogs. Yeah. Um, my I have a husky named Juno, and then we have Cooper, and he's like a golden retriever, oh, black dogs. lab mix. Yeah, you pile in there. Everybody's nice and yeah, toasty. Yeah, they're great. It's awesome. Yeah, and if I remember, those are like really easy to clean. Oh yeah, like vacuum them out, sweep them out, wipe it down, and like ready to go the next weekend. It's right? awesome, and I like yeah. the seat cushions unzip, so you can just like take those off and take them down nice. to the laundry oh, mat, and just pro. it's it's yeah. great. Like that's cool. You guys roll up. You don't have to like set up a tent in the rain or anything. Mm-hmm. You can just. 
my god. So, gosh. like, before we got, it's funny that you said that, that before we got the. I mean, the, that's what I think about when I think about <laughs> a, what a camper brings to the table, you know what I mean? <laughs> before we had the camper, we, like, built a bed in the back of the truck because there was a cab over. Yeah. Or a cover on the truck. And um, we just sleep on that, on, like, a little, like, foam rollout. And we just put everything underneath. And, like, that was fine and it worked, but it got kind of crowded with, like, two dogs and all of our gear and, yeah. you know, wet waiters. Like, that's not oh, yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> so. And you just throw everything in there. Yeah. It's been great. It's awesome. Little buddy heater. Cool. Just reminds me of when I was a kid. We used to, like, we did the whole, like, tent, van, pop-up, camper. You know, motor yeah, home, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. full, like, the full transition. Yeah. And then when we got the pop-up, that was the worst. This was, like, 1980, <laughs> like, nine. Yeah. They're just canvas. Oh Coleman my god! And my dad, up. I just remember him like waking me up from like driving who knows where. It's like one in the morning. He's like, "Daniel, come out here and help me," because we had to like two of us had to like crank it up, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then like it's just pouring <laughs> rain, and you get in there, and and the canvas is all wet, and you're like leaning up, and it's musty in there. It's just like, oh, God, I hate it. Were they ever really waterproof, or what? That one wasn't. Or were they like allegedly waterproof? Yeah, allegedly. But once that canvas gets wet, it's wet. Yeah. Like if you brush up against it, you're just wet. And you don't have, they didn't have good sleeping bags. And (laughs) like, yeah, yeah, no, it was just a nightmare. That's a fact. It was kind of cool you even had a camper, though. Yeah. Like, my folks. Yeah, no, that was a step up. We were stoked about it, except I was the one that had to get out there in the rain at two in the morning and help, Mm. like, pick it up while my brothers and sisters are still in the car sleeping. We graduated up to the, the, cab over and uh, that was uh, nice for my dad and mom but no none of the kids could go in it so there's that's, three that's exactly kids what i was gonna just say man <laughs> and, i had to sleep in a tent and so. we had well those trips my dad wouldn't bring the tent so then he had like a, what like 19 whatever 86 crew cab ford but without tinted windows oh so in the summer it's bright fucking <laughs> no. and bright and so we're all sleeping in the cab you know and so someone has to pick the back floor <laughs> and someone's in the front <laughs> and then we're you know someone's in the back and wow. it was just i was like the camping with you guys sucks yeah. <laughs> like, you know, i know whatever. kids like they grow up their folks that have campers and they get to sleep in the motorhome like my kids did there for a while when yeah. i had one and I'm like, man, you are lucky. We went to camp, and then my brother and I set up a tent. Uh-huh. And then we slept in the tent. Rain, shine, yeah. no yeah. matter what. Bear in the campsite. Here's some bear spray, boys. Like, it was like, <laughs> yeah. no kids in the camper, man. And I, it was just normal to me. <laughs> yeah, though, yeah, right? yeah. So now I'm like, man, kids don't even know. Oh, dude, my kids like own our, our pod, dude. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even yeah. go in it. it. It's their space. That's so funny. <laughs> You're yeah. just going to start setting up a tent outside for yourself? Pretty much. <laughs> I wait for them to pass out. <laughs> well, growing growing up, my parents we only did tent camping, and I loved it. It was so mm-hmm. much fun because, like, the kids we had our tent. My parents had a tent. Um, Learn how to do it right too, right? Yeah, it was great, and we always my parents like I had a very like wonderful outdoorsy childhood. We go on kayaking trips, and like we get dropped off in one spot in Frenzoim Sound and picked up in another. Yeah. And oh, you, sick! It was awesome, and yeah. like kudos to my parents like for coordinating that kind of a trip with yeah. eight and nine year olds. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but when it was suggested that we get a camper, I was like, that's not camping. Like, <laughs> it's camping as in a tent. Because yeah. I just had this perceived notion of, like, what camping in Alaska was. Yep. Um, but I, I have no complaints. I'm very happy with the yeah. cash camper. That's cool. It yeah. certainly is nice. Yeah. It's okay to have a little bougie in your camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then cramp. we'll earn those other camp spots. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We'll put some tread down and get there. 
Yeah. Well, it makes you more excited about uh, a more rustic camping experience when you do camper motorhome it for maybe like a month straight. And then you go on a hike. Yeah. And you're going to live out of your pack. It's like so fun. Yeah. Because yeah, there's, yeah. there's actually a lot of preparation in the um, process of doing a camper, right? Like mm-hmm. getting it cleaned and ready and full of water and mm-hmm. emptied and yeah. propane and stock with food and the whole thing versus you can throw a pack together for a two night hike overnight or you know what i mean and like yeah it's if you you got all the stuff it takes you an hour if you're you know you're ready to go and yeah you don't have a trailer and dragging a bunch of stuff and it makes it a lot of fun yeah that's what i felt at least that's how i felt about it yeah i agree yeah get a little spoiled yeah, yeah. You know? which mountain house versus which Dijon? <laughs> <laughs> or a popcorn? You can put popcorn in the yeah, microwave. Like, come on. <laughs> uh, on your uh, Instagram, it said "wild wanderings." Is that a quote? Is that a business? What is that? Just wild wanderings. I guess that's just kind of what I like to do. Um, okay. mm-hmm. I just like to get outside, and I really. I don't care what I'm doing. I'm just happy to be out enjoying Alaska and kind of wandering around. Um, a lot of my activities aren't necessarily planned, especially if it's like a just like a quick hike after work. And I, I, I kind of enjoy it more that way. So that's what I would call wild wandering. Okay, it's got, kinda, it, got it. I was like, is that something? And then the other thing I was like, what's this is gonna? I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna have Brandon ask this, but I'm gonna oh ask yeah, this. No, we both did it. Oh man, I'll ask it. Okay, ask go it. ahead. Uh, what? <laughs> 200 hours YTT. So that's my 200 hour yoga teacher training. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> I was really worried this like everybody else in the world knew what it was except for me. <laughs> no. And so the yoga teacher training Alliance is fairly new, like within oh. the past, like five or 10 years. So um, they'll listen and be like that idiot. He didn't know. No, no. <laughs> okay. um, oh, so yeah, no, it's fairly new <laughs> and it's just a way to um, kind of give, I think yoga teachers a little bit more, uh, credibility and like insurance mm. also. Um, oh. so you have like some form of like license saying like, Hey, I did a certified training that's been okayed by the yoga teacher training Alliance. Yeah. And so where'd you do yours at? I did mine, um, with, uh, Margot Sorum and Shelly Christofferson, um, at open space yoga studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it was wonderful. It was yeah. a great experience. I loved it so much. So, um, so do they sponsor you and then do you get certified when you get that 200 mark or like? No. So I paid for the teacher training okay. um, and you sign up for it. Um, I don't think they did the one the past two years. Shelly and Margot didn't just because everything um, was just kind of up in there for a while. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> hard, hard to say. Tell us more about that. Um, <laughs> what was your last two years like? Uh, <laughs> quiet. Outside a lot. <laughs> a lot of hiking. <laughs> a lot of wild wandering. Uh, a lot of wild wandering. I'm yoga certified if you're asking. <laughs> um, How do you think she got the 200 hours? <laughs> putting in work. So, but no, the yoga teacher training um, was a very like pivotal moment and like change in my life. And I couldn't recommend it i think everyone should take a yoga teacher training course um not just because you want to teach but just because there's so many like tips and tricks that they teach you and it just gives you a different perspective on like how you view life and like what's important and what you're allowing to like cause like stress and anxiety and Mm -hmm. so yeah that's super cool it was great now i know what it is yeah. yeah. So are they still yeah. doing the open space yoga down there? Or? Uh, open space is still open. Um, I'm not teaching there currently, but um, 
their class schedule. I'm not sure what it looks like. I haven't looked in a while. Um, but they are still open. Um, but there's a couple new studios that have opened up. In oh, Anchorage. really? There's a Jewel Wellness. It just opened. It's next to Great Harvest Bread. Oh, um, okay. My friend Kristen teaches there. Um, I'm excited. I haven't gone to check out a class yet, but it's definitely on the schedule. Is there like a beginner's? I've been wanting to go because I can't barely put my socks on. Yeah. But I need like a beginner. I don't want to go in there and there's like, well, do the, do the downward dog to the do do do. And I'm like, uh. So what I love you just about get in there, man. <laughs> but there's yeah. has to be like level one, right? Is it? There's always hour one. The novice, <laughs> the novice <laughs> league, hot flow. I, hot I, flow. Need, <laughs> I need one help, please. No, um, there's always if you look at schedules, they typically have like an introduction class or classes for yeah. beginners. But what I really love about yoga is that it's for everybody. And even if you did show up to an advanced class and you didn't know what you're doing, like. I can almost guarantee nobody would care. Like everyone would just be so excited that you were there and trying it. And like the teachers I've met and know are all very supportive and I'm very intimidated. Absolutely. Like you go in there and you won't feel like that. Your neck will get all hot. And you just kind of like follow what everyone else is doing. Because the instructor is saying stuff and you're kind of like, oh, what's that mean? But then you just look around and you're like, everyone's doing that. I, mean, um, I wear I shorts. like soccer shorts. Yeah. That's all. Basically, that's all you wear. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Or at least for hot some yoga. Some of those moves. Well, so, so a lot of the guys <laughs> I, tight briefs, I know who go <laughs> wear like compression shorts and then regular shorts and then just like a okay. t-shirt. So okay. if the they're feeling. Dogs, dude. Okay. Bird dogs. Dude. Bird dogs. Underwear yeah, built Yeah, like swimming in. trunks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, full, bird dogs. Full support. Okay. Full support. Oh. Yeah. But yeah. I'm still intimidated. I'm not intimidated by a lot. We'll go. We'll with go. that, like I need to go with someone go, who's yeah, like, we'll go, hey, go get you a fresh set of Lulus <gasps> and just get in there. No, don't do that, dude. Do don't it. do that. They Head to tell. They got no. They got, yes. some, they got I some cannot. Fresh, I, first of all, hey, I can't even go in the hey. mall. Okay. They got some fresh. <laughs> That's dudes. where all those stores yeah. are located. Yeah, my fresh dude stuff. My brother wears the Lululemon like every day, and uh, he doesn't even go to yoga. So, oh yeah, well, I mean, yeah. It's really <laughs> nice looking. It's super expensive. Okay. Or you can wear bird ducks. Yeah. I got some soccer shorts <laughs> <laughs> and some tight <laughs> undies underneath. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. always check out like a YouTube video also. You know what? I think I would be more comfortable with like an internet class. Yeah, then you can do it at home in a safe yeah. space where you're comfortable. <laughs> Camera off. It's not, yeah. it's not hot. <laughs> you got to have the hot yoga. I mean, you could like crank the furnace in the garage. Maybe, I'll just like, set the fireplace on and I'll do it in front <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't be weird. Because that's the best part is the sweating. I just, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. so therapeutic. No, I do enjoy a hot yoga class. It is nice. So do you like the traditional forms or do you do more of these like hybrid flows? I really enjoy the vinyasa flow classes. Uh-huh. Um, that's like. Vinyasa? Yep. Vinyasa flow. And See, that's what I'm talking about. They're like, well, now we're going to do the vinyasa. And I'm like, what is that I think mean? that's the one you would like. It's it's really fluid and dynamic. And they do it a couple times through. So you okay. can kind of figure it out first. Okay. And it's great because they do typically, they'll do like your left side, and then your right side. So you can just watch everybody, like depending on which way you're okay. going. Okay. So as a beginner, you should go in the back row. I loved the back corner. It was my jam. Okay. That's I'm sure there's a lot of people fighting for that. I like that. I would get there 15 get there minutes early, early mm-hmm. so I could have my. And, but now you can reserve spots. Yeah. At oh, really? Studios, so, like, you they have, have it like lined up. Yeah. So there's Jewel Wellness in. is new. What are the other ones that are new? Uh, Jewel Wellness is the newest one that I've heard about. Um, Open Space has been there forever. Um, Anchorage Yoga has been there for a long time. Um, 
And then I know there's a couple teachers. I have to, I have to, I don't can't remember their names off the top of my head who are doing lawn donation classes. Mm. But um, I can send those to you guys later. I just can't remember them. Off yeah, the top of that'd my be head. cool. It'd be nice, to, nice to have, find some other options because, like that, I used to go to Anchorage Yoga all the time. But mm-hmm. it is like, oh, I have to sign up for this class ten days ahead of time, yeah. and then if I can don't cancel in time, then I get charged. And yeah. it's like that. That's just too much. It's it's tricky, and um, you know, everyone has a different platform. Uh, but have they come out with the freezing yoga? So, actually, <laughs> it's funny that you, you know, said like the Wim Hof style. You know, yeah. Um, Why not? They do cold plunges. And I, yeah, I yeah. did read a um, a little article <laughs> in one of the yoga journals about um, cold yoga and like the benefits for your immune system. And just come in with your puppy. Um, I don't know, but like on the flip side, I was like, I feel like my muscles would not like that. Like yeah. I might like tear something. Exactly. Like so I'm probably not going to try that, but. You know, but it's coming. It's out there. Yeah, it okay. is. All right. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. It doesn't sound good. I think we'd pull a lot of muscles. For yeah, sure. everything's all tight. Yeah. That does not sound <laughs> enjoyable. That's gonna be a no for me. Yeah. So. yeah. Get yeah. a full rotator yeah. cuff just torn. Yeah. <laughs> they do. They do need to do like one of those like cold plunges after your hot yoga oh. though, because you're so oh, hot. Nice. It'd just be like jumping in from a banya or something, you know? Yeah. Get the full cleanse. Oh, dude, that banya I had this last weekend was so nice. But yeah. yeah. What is that? Banya? Yeah. It's, sauna, it's like Kodiak sauna, you know, with oh. the with the little fish pool outside with oh. freezing cold water to jump in. I was nodding, but I didn't know. Oh, yeah. So, it, <laughs> so it's like they use like the <laughs> Russian word so right, this for is sauna. This is why I ask these banya. questions, okay? <laughs> yeah. I, I might sound like, how do you not know that? Well, I feel like someone else listening so, <laughs> will not know either. So let's get it out well, there. Well, when you go to Kodiak, good thing we had this See, conversation. Dana, we talking about Because when you go there, you're going to meet a lot of new friends. And the, oh. like, the one thing they do, like one of their community things is like, hey, you want to come over for a banya? So is it because it's heavily Russian influenced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that's a Russian word. So then banya. they go get there, you know, get your little sauna on, your banya on, and then outside there's usually a fish tote filled with water. And oh, you wow. do your cold water plunge. It's it's really nice. It feels is very it like, shocking. Is it like, uh, man, I, when I used to go to the Lassa Club and I'd go in the steam room and you just get that hot drip on your back. Just, just burn you off. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I'd have to leave because I was looking at crying little girl. Yeah, when it's dry, it's not as bad, you know. Okay, so it's dry. It's dry. Yeah, yeah. So it's more like wood a sauna, wood fired sauna, right? Okay. When I think banya, like the old Russian style, I just feel like bathhouse. Like that's the steam. definition. Yeah. yeah, like steamy and like smoky in there, and yeah. So most of the guy, most of the people are now building them with the stoker part of the fireplace outside. Oh, and then one of the other things that I've noticed on the like Kodiak style banyas is so you have your sauna, and then you have that one you know your stoker room outside, and then there, there's like a nice walkway inside. Okay, so it's just also a little different than like the outdoor saunas you see here. It's usually like outdoor to indoor, but they have this space in there that you can you know unrobe and all in that. between yeah, yeah yeah what do you wear in there soccer shorts well when i went the other day i was by myself so i wasn't wearing much okay. like it is depend- it like a depends, depends on, on who you're going with i was going birthday club birthday club that day birthday 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 optional yeah that was optional but if there was other people there i would have worn my undies probably yeah okay okay yeah i don't know these protocols yeah yeah 
I kind of just am like, what are these people doing? If they're all naked, I guess I'm going to get naked too. Yeah. You know? Just get with like, it. No. It's your place. I read an article in um, Outside Magazine about like hot springs and like if you're obligated to like wear a swimsuit or go nude. Um, and it really depends on like if you got there first or who you're with or like what the other group is comfortable with. So like if you're already there and other people show up, like the consensus was like just ask, like, hey, are you guys comfortable? Like if I so if I show up nude to yeah. the yoga, <laughs> no, that's not what I'm <laughs> first guy there in the yeah. corner. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna start standing gonna up <laughs> for Daniel's class. <laughs> I was just gonna set the tone. Is this not cool? <laughs> I mean, you guys have to follow suit. I was first. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah <laughs> Summit said, <laughs> "No, it's like a yoga banya. That's funny, but um, Yanya. Yeah, Yanya. that's what that's, that was the um, protocol for hot springs that I. Okay, I that's know. a super interesting, like fun fact. Like, yeah, yeah I wouldn't know even up here, like the the ones up north, the springs and all Seems that. Ethical. Is it? Seems like the right thing. To I do. mean, I wouldn't probably not at the one in Fairbanks that like they." like own you yeah. know because that's kind of like a family resort but i think like ones that are further out like there's the other one you can like snow machine out to that there's a cabin okay. yeah, yeah. yeah like that i feel like would, a little more private yeah yeah so kind of no rules apply in that situation maybe have you guys ever done the uh, uh the which one up we, in, uh, china, china, china yeah i've done that but i yeah. haven't i haven't done the other one here it's the sulfur yeah. that doesn't yeah. smell very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I've always wanted to do it, and I feel like I'm going to do it one day. It's cool. You it's should fun. go with the you, kids and I, go do it. I, I tried to plan it, but once. no one wanted to do it. So I've yet to be at a hot springs that isn't sulfury, though. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you kind of it's just gas is releasing from yeah, the earth. Yeah, yeah, it's rotten. Tends eggy, to stink. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. you get used to it, kind of. Like yeah. in Iceland, you kind of got used to it. Is it worth? Is it all worth the hype? I mean. I think as an Alaskan, it's a great experience because Mm -hmm. you're like you live in Alaska. It's Chena Hot Springs. It's fun to go once. Middle of winter. Yeah. Do the thing. Yeah. Watch the Northern Lights. Maybe. I mean, even going to get that chance. Mm, It depends on the time of year. It'll be real crowded. Yeah. There's Northern Lights out. Oh, we have lots of. Deserves from across the ocean. To wear some clothes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so they want to have like some good luck. Yeah. So. As the buses are just yeah driving but in. I think like in the Rockies, there's all these like kind of hidden ones That's, and stuff where you like yeah. get off the the yeah. grid and get to it, and they're not commercialized, and those are really cool. That's yep. what I think the article was more focused on was those kind of off the grid yeah. locations. Yeah, we went to one in Canada as a family back in the day, and that was like you kind of got a hike in there. Yeah. There's like. There was, like, several different, like, natural oh, ones. Cool. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. I was young, but... Were you guys the first ones there? Uh, no. Uh, we had our clothes on. Mm. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> 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 My mom was very religious. She was. A, she probably had the full, full outfit on. Head to toe. Head to toe. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned that you were... Um, Something on swimming? What? Uh, professional? Or, uh, no. College? Swimming. Comp no, swimming? Not college. Competitive swimming. Uh, competitive right. swimming. Okay. Um, I swam. I started comp swimming, swimming when I was seven, and I swam all the way through high school. And um, I could have swam at University of Fairbanks, but I didn't want to go to school up there. <laughs> it's too cold for me. Yeah. Um, and I, even, like, in college, I knew, like, I, I need to be outside and, like, get some kind of activity in. And, like, that's not as 
feasible in Fairbanks in the winter because it's just yeah. so cold. Yeah. And your hair's wet all the time. Mm. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. Like it's just like people's hair would like break off because like it would freeze. Just freeze so just, fast. Yeah. I mean, that's what I heard, but I was just I had no interest yeah. in doing. It's brutal, brutal that. cold up there. Have you ever done any really cool outdoor swims? So, no. That's a good question. Um, I thought a couple of my friends are really big into um, outdoor swimming um, and have done some like longer swims like around the U.S. Um, I have a really hard time putting my face in the water if I can't see the oh, bottom. I don't okay. know why. Oh. Um, and I tried swimming with my friends this summer at, a, I think it's Little Campbell Lake up at, at Kincaid. And like I like hopped in, and yeah. all of a sudden I was like, <gasps> and I couldn't. Put it. I was like, and they're like, Sarah, I thought you swam. And I was yeah. like, I do. Yeah, you're a competitive <laughs> swimmer. <laughs> oh, were you in a pool? Um, but like after a while, I was comfortable. But like, it's I like swimming in lakes, but I don't think open yeah. water swimming's for me. The reason I ask that is because you know that like complex you have when, as like a hiker in Alaskan, where you like you're next to this peak and you're like, I'm gonna go climb that, I'm gonna bag that, you know, yeah. and like when when growing up i i love swimming mm -hmm. and uh i when i go to lakes i have that complex i'm like i can swim across this you know and some you can never try like ski lack like none of us are going to do it but oh hell no, no. yeah i've yeah. been swimming in that <laughs> not it's across it's cold oh yeah. man that we had the same cold. thing especially as kids like yeah. you know what's the um man what's the first little hiking spot when you leave anchorage on the left Potter McHugh Valley. Creek? no uh McHugh creek McHugh creek we we done, we jumped into that and swam. That is extremely cool. Oh, that little waterfall thing. Yeah, yeah man. Really when easy. I was like ten, my dad's like, "Just get in there." Dad, you, you need get a in bath. There. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, full hypothermia." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's oh, a fun. We would go trail. swimming all over the place, all over. Yeah. Well, in an Alaskan swimming lakes or, or areas aren't really warm until no. July if you're mm -hmm. lucky. Mm -hmm. Or, and then they're only warm for a little while, or the only warm ones are shallow lakes. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You know? Or the Deshka, like, in mid-June seems to be <sighs> really hot. Yeah, I've swam in that a lot. Yeah, a lot of times. Yeah. A lot of and it's only, like, 10 foot out there by the mouth. And yeah. The water is meandering and slow, so it's, yeah. it's cool, but not... Actually, it's warm in some spots. Yeah. Like, actually warm. warm. I agree. Yeah. It's, like, freakishly great, warm. Yeah, I and, and then about that. It yeah. was, it's all, Deshka was always weird, because, like, the, you'd get maybe like 700 kings a day in early june but the water was cold so you're like slaughtering them you know and they're mm -hmm. just biting and hitting everything and then you get those three thousand fish days at like june 21st summer solstice and the water is hot and like every fish just swims right by your lure and you're like what the fuck's happening here and they're just it's just too yeah. hot yeah it would crank up that fast yeah the so it's, we're just in a jump that's in the river water swimming. and go swimming that's river swimming yeah you I can see the bottom <laughs> what about snorkeling <laughs> What about snorkeling? Um, I love snorkeling, and okay. I uh, I do scuba dive. Um, oh. So, like, that's fun. Um, I don't know what it is, though. Like, when I'm scuba diving, I'm okay, like, because I've got my, like, regulator and mouthpiece. And yeah. um, we – I thought about getting my, like, cold water cert to scuba dive here. Um, so I was looking at doing that probably next year. Um, but I don't know how, though. I kind of want to go – and like try like do like put on like a, a wetsuit and like snorkel around just make sure i'll be okay with my face in the water because i don't want to have a, a moment and yeah, like yeah. not be able to it's the ears <laughs> yeah it's the ears that's weird uh, i don't know yeah it's just because my my parents have a sailboat in prince william sound so we jump off the back of that and that was fine but that was like an in and out like super yeah. quick yeah. yeah um but so i don't know 
What was the um your stroke in competitive? Um, I did the I did like distance, so two hundred freestyle, okay. five hundred freestyle. Yeah, and then that's just like the flip the flip and come back. What was that? Two times yeah. for a two hundred. Uh, eight times. Yeah. How so many times is that? Like twenty-five oh, okay. down. One, Damn. two, three, four. So you had a lot of yeah. training to compete in that. Um, yeah, I just like distance stuff, which is why I think I like hiking so much. I like mm. those longer kind of endurance. Mm. Endurance, yeah. stamina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Have you done crow pass in a day? No. That's a lot. I actually haven't done crow pass. It's on my list for the summer. Yeah. What's right. that total mileage again? I've asked that before, but. Man, I think it's 24. In they, a day. Because they do the crow pass marathon. Yeah. Um, and people like run it in mm-hmm. a couple of hours. <laughs> well, you and to get into that, you have to run sub eight minute mile marathon. Tell you know. Yes, there's quite a a list of um twenty one like, miles. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Twenty one. Twenty one miles. Yeah, we're going to do the one the one day crow pass this summer. So we missed out on it last summer from okay. bad weather the day we were picking. So if you want to come, you're welcome to join our. I group. would love to. That'd be super yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. One day. So. Huh? What would that be like? Uh, Start at like six, five or six a.m. Mm, I think you could start at six. Yeah, you and it's like it's light so late in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always like to plan more time than is anticipated. My friends and I have a habit of not planning yeah. enough time for hikes. What do you figure? That's like fifteen hours, six 16? or seven. That's oh, what I think. Must not be taking many breaks. <laughs> um, just you're plow. just walking. You yeah, don't I'm have a backpack. About, just on. thinking about <clears throat> what you're covering per. Three miles an hour. I'd have to look at it and look at the elevation and look at trail conditions, I think, before I decided how fast I was able to hike it. Yeah, because I'm thinking you do it a mile every maybe 20 minutes if yeah. you're yeah. elevating. Yeah, so like seven Crow hours. Pass is right oh, okay. from Girdwood. Yeah, yeah, so it's just that first steep <coughs> spot, okay. and then yeah. after that, oh, you're you downhill to the creek, and it's then the, it's along okay. the creek yeah. the way out. The downhill mm. part, um, it's not all uphill, which is which would be... Yeah, I guess I'm thinking it's like this, and I forget that you kind of do that initial pull. And yeah, then mm-hmm. and then you're, you're kind of downhill like, from there. Yeah. The fun yeah. cruise back yeah, to the... It's not as fun the other way. Right. Yeah. Is, that, is that the move? You start in Girdwood? Yeah, you start in Girdwood. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Get yep. the pull out of the way and then just cruise the rest of well, it. It would be cool if you could start in the other way and go because then you could, you know, have some beers in Girdwood afterwards. But, oh, but there's totally. Odd Man Rush and you Yeah, there is. Yeah, we go see Reed on. Wow. Yeah, nice. yeah, that's oh, right. Dog, dude. Yeah. That was <laughs> good. We just had Reed on a couple weeks ago. I saw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, funny Crow, Crow Creek Pass story. It's full of them today. <laughs> We were little, and me and my brother and my cousin went with my uncle Alex, who lives in Soldatna, and he wanted to take us on that. And it was going to be like a three-day, you know, and we're going to go camp and just go do the whole thing. He wanted to do it. When he first got to Alaska, he was, like, super adventurous and was trying to do all this stuff. So he dragged the boys along. And we got to the first stop where you get to the top, and then you could, like, climb up. We decided, like, go climb up to the top of this thing because we thought we saw a wolverine. And we're like, oh, let's go oh, up yeah. there. So we'd <laughs> go up there with all our stuff. And... uh me like an idiot i'm like oh i'm just gonna like i know what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna like throw my bag down so i don't have to like carry it oh, you know and yeah. as soon as i throw it he's just like what are you doing Daniel? and just just gone didn't find my sweeping bag so it was like that was the end of the trip dude so we had to like go back he's so mad and that's and that was the last time i went to try to do that trail oh that's awesome yeah so so i i have a pretty 
a pretty funny crow crow pass story. So when we when I was in college, my dad finally drew the Eagle River Ship Creek ram in a doll <gasps> sheep. So, really? Yeah, he drew it. So and it had been like I mean, since I was like ten or eleven, he had been applying for it. So at that time, that was probably ten years he had been applying for it. But that's but good. maybe a little bit more than that. Anyway, regardless, that's so, exciting. So you know, he's like the planner. Uh huh. So he's like, okay, son, and he's kind of a director. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so so he's like, son, you you, uh, you go up there early and hike from Eagle River Nature Center up and uh, bring in this raft that I got. And this is like pre-pack rafts. Like, I wish we had pack rafts. And uh, so, I, I mean, I, I'm a college kid. I didn't. I was working six days a week. I didn't look at the raft, you know. It was just in like an army dry bag and it weighed a lot. <laughs> and I put it in my backpack and I hiked up there and I stashed it right next to the creek. So then, you know, the, a couple days later we come back up. And I thought it was like a whitewater raft. So we, we hiked back up with our full sheep hunting gear and he pulls it out of the bag, which I should have done earlier. And it was like the Walmart raft, you know, like the $20 <laughs> thing. But it was a used one that he had got, like at, like the <laughs> that garage sale. What was that? Um, the, over near Huffman. The Kempton Hills garage That's the, sale. You got it, that Kempton, yeah. so, <laughs> this thing had been used probably by like multiple families, you know? That's how you know it's good. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> few patches. And we're, we're across the Eagle River, like in a pretty shady section, um, just above some rapids. And I was like, man, how are you going to, and it has those like really crappy paddles, mm-hmm. but the, it had broke. So you couldn't put it together. It oh. was an oar, So you had to have separate ones, but it wasn't big enough for two people. So one person had that one half, a little oar to go across. And then <laughs> he was like, you do it, you know? So I had to like go up and take this little thing across, got across. And we did this pulley system across. And I was like, well, this is pretty smart. Yeah. So we get it across and we, we, uh, go up this pass and it was it was about 12 hours in the alders like not seeing any sunlight most miserable day of my (laughs) life you know and you finally get above it in the moraine you're like oh god it's so nice anyway so we 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 you know successful or whatever come down with the sheep and and we we come down the other side of this like saddle and there's a trail that someone had built so we were like, damn, man, we could have hiked up here in two hours oh instead of 12. But it was nice to come down in the trails, so yeah. you know. And then we get to the bottom, and there's all these cottonwoods that are falling over. And so we both have, we have heavy backpacks, sheep. We have sheep in it. So um, we're I'm walking on this uh, cottonwood tree and going across it and balancing, kind of like being a show off a little bit for my dad, you know, because I'm like 21, I can carry this, you know. And then I fall off the cottonwood tree with a 100-pound oh, no. backpack. Oh, and it's like all devil's club. And Ouch. not shitting you, the devil's club comes and slaps against my ear. Oh no! And my my arms like pin, so I can't get up. And I'm just like dad. And then I hear and I start getting stung. <gasps> oh, and there's oh, like a bee stuck between the devil's no. club and my ear. And I'm screaming nope. like, oh, there's a bee. And my dad's now laughing at me. Right? It's like probably the funniest <laughs> thing he's ever seen. He's got his like show off kid, and then he falls. Up, you know. So then he, he helps me up and we have, man, I'm like, my ears all swollen. I'm like, damn it. And so we get over to the river and we're like, all right, cool. There's the raft and the raft got eaten by a black bear. Oh, it like shoot oh, it up. yeah, man. it's gone. Like it's, it's like totally destroyed. Uh, so and my dad was like oh yeah i was thinking we should hang out in the tree (laughs) yeah that would have been a good idea i was like i didn't know that they would eat this he's like yeah the bears like plot to eat rubber that's wild damn it so uh so we're sitting there and uh we're we got plenty of oh and then we ditched all of our mountain houses under this rock and 
uh, everyone else had, ahead of us had done that. Like we had found, it's like the only spot everyone would camp at. Yeah. Okay. And like everyone had used this stash. Okay. So we were like, okay, well we'll leave them under here for other people too. So we, we always have sheep meat cause we thought we were getting home and eating pizza that night Yeah. at that. What's the pizza place in? Anywhere? Pizza man. Pizza man. We thought we were getting, we were talking about pizza man the whole day. Oh yeah. So then oh, we're oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, man. coming pizza out of the sheep pond, dude, I can think about um, is pizza. pizza and beer. So then we spend the next 20 hours <laughs> on the edge of the river cause you can't cross right there. And where we were, you wouldn't want to like hike up. Uh-huh. So you could kind of see the crow pass trail through the woods. And so every time someone would come by, we would just like scream like to get their attention. But it, the water was fast enough right there. They couldn't really hear us. And yeah. finally, like at like eight o'clock at night, the second day, someone heard us and they, uh, they, they like came to the edge and we're like, Hey, call this phone number. And the next morning, my dad's buddy came up with the same Walmart wrap up brand new. <laughs> <laughs> It was hilarious. Yeah, it was a pretty funny story. But John says, now what you do, go to Walmart. Oh, man. Yeah. Unless yeah. the sale is still going on in the Kemptons. Okay. Yeah. Go get the Seahawk 220. Anyway, it was a fun the adventure. Seahawk 220. That's uh, funny. Isn't funny? Like, when you probably go to his house and you see the sheep on the wall, like, only you know that oh, backstory, dear. how yeah, that dear. damn thing yeah. got home. Yeah. And somebody comes in, oh, that's a beautiful looking sheep. And it's like, yeah. Yep, Jack went through hell to get that thing out of here. <laughs> well, and looking back, I'm like, man, those are like some of the best times. Oh, <laughs> you know? are, but dude. but for like the first couple of years after that, it wasn't the best of times. Uh, like the that's type, a good story. The type two fun that's like fun later. Yeah. That you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I remember because I missed my call my flight back to college because of that. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Well, I just got another one. So. <laughs> Did you guys see a lot of shit? So tw- two, when, what year was that? 2001 no 2002 you guys see a lot of sheep that trip um there's seven rams there was one like mega ram that wouldn't come down and we ran out of time like if we would if i wasn't in college we would have stayed longer Mm. yeah yeah we have a time constraint the other ones would come down every day i mean we were within bow range of the other ones multiple days and the big one just knew something was wrong we don't know, like, know when we were inside of that ram or what happened because we were really well protected, but he, he knew it was up. And yep. we, we, we had seen him come down before we had gone up into that saddle. Okay. So, or I guess it's a glacier bowl. Um, Maybe he anyway. caught a whiff of something, just something weird. I think he probably saw us somehow. Yeah, you saw know, movement. And these are like big sawtooth mountains where you can't really see the where, where the rams go up at night. And anyway, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but every day came patterned them perfect. The other ones so didn't cool. know we were there. We didn't think, you know, they came back the next day. And That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, but he got a monster ram still. Just the yeah. other one was like a yeah. real dandy. He was up there, the old boy, for a reason. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. a real dandy. Yeah. Way cool. The kids say mon. <laughs> they say the mon instead of dandy. <laughs> oh, I get it. Instead okay. of monster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It took me a second, but I was like, uh, I follow. A real dance. It's a real dance. Let's take a quick shot for some of the sponsors on that one. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. Barney specializes in supplying hunters with the absolute best Alaskan-proven gear on the market for some of nature's most rugged and demanding terrain. Whether you're headed to the remote volcanic islands of the Alaska Peninsula in search of a brown bear or the shale-infested glacial valleys of the Brooks Range for dull sheep, it is critical you choose the right gear for your dream hunt. 
Don't miss Barney's exclusive brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska, tested from the high mountains of Tajikistan to the extreme conditions of Alaska. These products were designed for high performance and durability. Frontier Gear was derived from decades of experience hunting big game in Alaska. Paired with other top brands, it provides you the absolute best gear selection anywhere in the world. Stop in at Barney Sports Chalet in Anchorage on Northern Lights or check out their custom website and reference tool at barneysports.com. Arbor Digital, based in Anchorage, Alaska, is your go-to wealth management company. Arbor Digital is at the forefront of digital assets and cryptocurrencies. If you've been looking to invest your hard-earned money or just want to learn more about crypto, blockchain technology, or digital investments, give their website acminc.com a visit. What's great about Arbor is they provide a low-cost, transparent, research-based investment strategy for digital assets and traditional investments as well. ACMINC.com is your first step in putting your money to work. Let one of Arbor's investment professionals walk you through your options for financial growth and security. Start investing for the future today at ACMInc.com. Arbor Digital, your Alaskan digital asset company. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. At Total Truck, you can find brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, iCamper, Front Runner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Linings Bedliners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Alaska Overlander provides 4x4 vehicles and expedition trailers custom modified for Alaskan adventures and outfitted with rooftop tents, fridges, and all the camping and cooking gear you need to start exploring. Visit them at alaskaoverlander.com. So Sarah, I had a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, since you have a passion for hiking, what uh, where did that develop? Like, what got you going on that? Um, my parents took us hiking, like, when I was a kid. That yeah. was, like, a very, like, normal go-to weekend mm-hmm. activity. Um, like certain locations or certain weekends or there's, like, an annual thing you did? Or did you guys just always, like, try to find a new adventure mostly? It was, we had, like, our go-tos, like, and they would um, rent public use cabins and always oh, kind of make it, like, cool. a big, like, exciting event. Yeah. And yeah. Um, they did, like, badass. It, it, was, it was super cool. And they would um, involve us in, like, the process. So, like, my mom would talk to us about, like, menu planning and what we wanted to uh-huh. bring with us. And then we could go on, like, our camping, shopping, like, grocery shopping trip and um they always talk about like the importance of gear and like when we outgrew gear like we go to rei and like they just they made it really cool and involved us in all of those like aspects of hiking and being in the outdoors so um and like if we ever had free time they'd be like oh well let's go hop up blueberry hill or let's go like blueberry picking my mom makes jam every year so like getting out and like hiking in the fall was like something we all like look forward to and um so, yeah, they just, like, really included us and, like, made us feel really involved in what we were doing. And, like, they'd ask us, like, hey, like, what cabin do you want to go to this summer? Or, like, what, um, these are some new cabins we're looking at. Like, which one looks cool to you? So, you guys had some skin in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was That's really fun. Super cool. So, um, and they really encouraged, like, having fun in the outdoors. And, like, on camping trips, they let us each invite, like, one friend. Um, oh, cool. So. What it, age did that start? Like, when was that, like, a parent was like, yeah, you can go with that family up there to that 
High um, Peak it's, Camp? It's cool because Bears? we have um, family friends who used to go with us. Oh. And um, I went to Bowman Optional Program, Bowman Elementary School. And um, a lot of the families are like pretty like outdoor forwards, I would say. And so they would yeah, schedule... Um, like they'd plan trips with other families. So then it was kind of built in and then there was like trust with the parents. So then like they'd have like, like let, let other kids come with you yeah. on trips. A little network. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, I think some of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite like public use cabins was the Red Shirt Lake cabin. Oh, so yeah. cabin, mm. cabin one is the big cabin you get to canoe to and it's on an island mm-hmm. so you get the island yeah. to yourself. Yeah. And yeah. my parents are pretty like relaxed. They let us like go canoe off. They'd be like, hey, have fun, like, be back by dinner, yeah, and we just, like, take on. the canoes, and off we go. So, yeah, that's where I got my, like, love for the outdoors and hiking, and... Well, it sounds like they had trust and faith in you, too. I oh, mean, that's, yeah. For helicopter parents, I definitely have been, you know, guilty of being one. It would be hard to, uh, I think about, take my kids out in the woods and let them go rip on a canoe. Yeah. Um, right now. Like, mm, mm. They're, but they, I mean, if they're teaching you all the, the, the rules and, and all the safety stuff and involving you that much, I guess you probably have a good idea of what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And right? they, they were like, they're like big advocates for safety and mm-hmm. like wilderness safety. Like we all had swim lessons because like growing up in Alaska, somebody is going to have a cabin or a boat yeah. or a raft or yeah. a house by water. Yep. Um, so just like Great making, point. making sure that we were safe and we always wore our life jackets. We didn't like push those boundaries cause then consequences, like you yeah. wouldn't yeah. be able to go yeah. yep. and nobody wants to sit at the cabin all day. <laughs> so, no. um, and they were pretty good. Like, even if like we weren't in sight, like I felt like they would know I'm a terrible liar. They would know if I didn't oh, have yeah. my life jacket on. Yeah. Yeah. Look it down like, at your feet. No, my mom you can mean, still mom? look at me and be like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> So, you know, they can see right through you. Oh, 100%. (laughs) I have a super random question, really off topic, but you brought it up with the jam and your mom thing. Um, Is there a jam bury, like a jam competition in Alaska? There should be. I will want to be a judge. Mm -hmm. I'm a jam connoisseur, and I'm thinking, like, because we had Erica on, and I know several mm-hmm. other people that make their own jams. It's like, man, there's got to be like, boom, you're voted the top jam. Yeah, I mean, of it, the of the year or whatever. My mom taught me her secret for blueberry jam. I'm not gonna say what it is, but like, okay, everyone has. Their we own. we need to set that up where it's like yeah. we have whatever it might be. Whoever wants to put in their jam to be to win the jamboree. Yeah. All right, here's what we'll do. We'll plan and the Alaska Wild Project jam. Yeah. And you'll be yeah. jelly if you miss it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the slogan okay, at the bottom. Okay, it's on. It's on. We're going to set it up. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really feel like something like that would blow up because there's a lot of yeah. jam makers out there, closet ones that are just like making yeah. some top secret yeah. things oh, yeah. that they don't really like to share with like a family member or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So send They'll your jam to 111 East Dowling Road. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you know. <laughs> we'll let you know if you're in the competition. It's <laughs> blowing up a lot a too. Finalist. Now people are making jams for meats and fish and yeah. mm-hmm. so it's really cool. The canning spicy game is fun. Um, and I agree. There's a lot more variety now, and I think people are experimenting a lot more. And especially since COVID, I think like cooking and creativity is really like yeah. blown, blown up. up. Yeah. Um, just from what I've been seeing. So. 
is that the what is that the jamboree definition? Blowing up? No, like just like a jam competition. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious about that now. I don't know. I'm looking it up too. I found. Or like origin. Canning, What's like a a origin? A large celebration or party, typically a lavish and boisterous one. Hmm. Okay. Well, we want to change that up. Yeah, it's going to be watch, the... Search origin. Jimbry origin. Hmm. Sounds like a party. That's a party I'd go to. That sounds like mm-hmm. fun. Jimbry is an American English invention from the 1860s. The world's origin isn't the word's origin isn't certain, although experts suspect a connection of chivalry or charivalry, a French folk tradition of greeting a newly married couple by making a whole lot of noise in a mock serenade. Mm. So is that like uh, the princess and prince come out of the castle and they're like they're throwing the yeah. jamboree? Yeah. All right, we're gonna redefine the word. Yeah. yeah. That's right. The jamboree. AWP style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Jelly. 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 Well, even though I really like jelly too. Yeah, jelly's good. I like jam on like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but I think I like jelly if it's toast. Ooh. Or biscuit or something. Yeah. 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 Have you ever had on a grilled cheese sandwich? Um Jam. My, my mom used to make us ham, jam, and cheese sandwiches. Ham, Ooh. jam, and cheese? Yeah. Yeah. So. Ham, jam, and cheese. How about peanut butter and cheese? I haven't tried that. Ooh, I haven't tried that either. My I'm mom not used, picky, ooh, though. that's good. Try it. I will. Are you a peanut butter gal? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll like it. Yeah, but like... Yeah, some Tillamook? But like crunchy peanut butter or smooth peanut butter? <sighs> oh, I did yeah. both. I did both, and uh, the crunchy wasn't as drippy. Yep. Right, because mm-hmm. it gets hot, and the... Mm. the, the uh, peanut butter melts, so yep. creamy was, was like very messy. Mm-hmm. But you got the. Crunch. But what do you prefer? You oh, what I prefer, I'd say crunchy. Yeah. I, I think like crunchy. the texture, yeah. Yeah. the crunch. I vote crunchy. And then the crunchy. cheese kind of holds the uh, nuts kind of in the sandwich better. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And I will the try the good. sandwich. Mm. It's yeah. good. Have you done the with pickles? Sharp cheddar, if you can. Yep. Peanut or butter and pickles. Old Kobe, peanut old Kobe butter, Jack jelly, and pickles. It's like mixed. Yeah. Yeah, that one's good too. Okay. That's pretty bomb. Give it a shot. That's like a good like high protein snack. That's not peanut butter and jelly. That's exciting. Yeah, that's about your high protein calories and all of it. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah, uh, smooth, smooth I, had, I had a question um, circling back to the hiking thing. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned your favorite state cabin. Uh-huh. Or um, not a state cabin, but a, what do we call it? Public use cabin. Public use cabin. What's a, like a favorite hike? Oh. I know that's like kind of a hard one, and it's kind of a cliche question, but like everybody's got like I don't think it's a cliche a view question. or a, something about a location that they love, right? So I think um, I took like in my early twenties, I stopped hiking for a couple of years. I don't really know why. I just kind of got out of the groove. Other interests? You're at the Pio, no. dancing all night. I, don't, I was <laughs> never like I was never like a downtown Anchorage person. Oh really? No, oh, you didn't get down there. It's nothing good down there. No. Yeah, yeah wear um, some really uncomfortable heels. <laughs> I'm not, like a, I'm not a heels person either. Um, Why but, am I wearing these things? Um, well, I think one of my, like, I'm very fond of is, um like, the Little O'Malley Gully. Mm-hmm. Um, when I did start getting back into trail running, um, that was kind of my go-to after work because it was, there's usually, like, I have, like, my, for hiking or running by myself, there's, like, the checklist, mm-hmm. and that is, are there cars in the parking lot? Um, what's the weather forecast and did you bring everything? So that means like bear spray, water, snacks, mini first aid kit. Um, 
And if all of those were checked off, like that's where I would go like by myself. Um, and be good with it. Yeah. And be comfortable. Um, so that was always really fun. And then that one's fun. Cause there's an option. Like if you're feeling great, you can go longer and go to the overlook. Yeah. Mm. And then, um, if you're feeling like super sandy, you can drop down and do the whole loop, the mm. Willow Lakes loop and it connects you back up to the trailhead. So, um, I think that's probably still my like favorite Gives because you variety. yeah, there's variety or you can like hop up the ridge line and just kind of walk to yeah. false peak and kind of like, yep. Play you around can kind of sneak around false peak a little bit. Yeah. Too. It's fun. Yeah. There's always sheep up there. Yeah. And then so coming down, if you come back that same way, you in the June, early July, you get that luge. Yeah. And that luge is just epic. It's so, yeah, it's super fun. Um, and it, it is fun. And you usually run into people that you know because it's a pretty popular trail, yep. but it's not quite flat top. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So that, I think, is my favorite, like, go-to by myself yeah. hike. And it's a kid-friendly one. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I've, I've heard about that year. a million times. I'm like, man, I just got to grab one and of the kids and go do they that. They just put switchbacks in um, over the past two summers. Oh, cool. So you can still go up the chute and just go straight up if you want to, or you can do switchbacks that go most of the way up, and it's super nice. Perfect yeah. for the yeah. kids. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and there's blueberry snacks like later yeah. in August. So yeah. Sweet. Good stuff. There's a lot of moose around there to call in, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Practice your call sessions. Mm-hmm. You can. There's Sounds a shit fun. ton of them in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good hike. Mm-hmm. I'm very fond of that hike. What yeah. about a, um, like expedition or long distance or overnight, multiple, multi overnighter? Um, so like a multi, we have that, uh, we have a couple planned, I think this summer, my friends and I do. Um, and that's another thing I haven't done like a hiking backpack trip before. I've only ever, oh, really? no. So, um, like I said, I spent a lot of time hiking by myself before I met like people who were kind of sure. into it and wanted to go. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm thankful for Instagram for that, for like yeah. meeting those people. Yeah. It's really cool. So, um, we talked about doing a uh, Kasugi Ridge this summer, mm-hmm. potentially. Um, talking that's, our game. that's fun. And then, um, perfect. one of my friends planned, it's, still kind of in the works we're going to do i think the chilkoot trail later in september you can do a section of it i think it's over two nights or three nights but you have to book Uh, camp two nights but you have to book campsites along the way and you have to get a permit oh it's that busy yeah oh that sucks uh it does but it's probably worth it i think i mean i haven't done it so i'm excited Um, i'm just gonna do it for one one time or i mean you know the one thing to look forward to this year's that particular yep. location. So I think that that was being discussed um, a couple of weeks ago, and then why September? Uh, what's that hot? There's like a Labor thing. Day. Yeah, Labor Day Labor weekend. Day. Oh, it's just because it's a nice time to get out of town. Yeah, and like yeah. people don't have to like kind of like schedule work yeah. schedules, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. just a little more convenient for people. And then um, I think people we want to just go do just like for fun weekend trips. Um, go up to. What is Symphony Lakes? Oh, yeah. That's a fun Eagle one. River. It's really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want to go hike up Bear Mountain in Chugiak. It's a pretty short hike, but it's beautiful up there, and it's fun to just do a overnight yeah. up there. So probably be a good one to practice there. if you were just going to do like a one, yeah. one night or yeah. minimum gear. I think that will be like the beta trip, so I can kind of like get everything yeah. figured yeah. out, and I'll yeah. bring Cooper or my dog with me, and it'll be just fine. Yeah. So. Do they cooperate? The dogs? Yeah. Cooper. It's wonderful. Okay. He's very obedient. He, like, loves you a little too much. Um, 
Like he's stays like, close and listens stays and stuff. Close. Like you can look at him and he'll just roll over. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Juno. Which one is Coop? The husky? Coop, no, Cooper is, is this the, one here. No, that's my friend Andrea's dog Frodo. I don't the know. homie's dog. Oh, Coopy doing getting all love on the Instagram. Well, he's Cooper's only two, so he's fairly oh, he's, he's fairly oh, new fresh. to the crew. He's fresh. Okay, okay, so he's just now starting to get authorized to go out and. Um, but Juno looks like he's hit some peaks. Uh, yes, Juno has come with me, but she can't be off leash. She's a bit of a flight risk. So she'll come back like 80% of the time. Um, a Garmin e-collar is next on the gear list for her. Yeah. So Garmin e-collar. Yeah. yeah. So totally makes sense. Just never thought of that. Yep. So it, um, way cool. It has like a tracker on it. So I would just feel way more comfortable if I knew where she was. Yes. Like I'm not, I, I wouldn't use like the shock on her. And like, if I were to introduce that, I'd probably hire a trainer for a couple yeah. of sessions. Cause I really <laughs> feel strongly about learning how to do that properly. I think a lot mm. of people do it incorrectly and it's kind of psychologically damaging to a dog if you don't do it the right way. Um, but so that's next on the list. So she has to be on leash on hikes, which is fine. But sometimes on the downhill, it really wrecks your knees. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you're barking at her all the time. Right well, there. that collar thing works because the really smart dogs, you only need to shock them like once or twice. Yep. And then once they you pre-do the beep, mm -hmm. then that's it. Mm. They well, know. And all the people I see out hiking with a husky, they have the e-collar. And they're like just, and I ask them like, how do you like it? And they just hit the beep and the dog is right there. Yes, because yeah. yeah. they know. Because yep. yep. they're smart. Yeah. Yeah. They, they will not yeah. like that shock. They and, the consequences. And they know yeah. the beep next is the shock if they're yeah. not right next to yeah. you. That's right. And always yeah. shock yourself first so you know, like, how oh, yeah. Oh, I oh, absolutely agree. Because, like, I That's feel like time. you need to, like, understand, like, what they're receiving. So you're yeah. not, like, because yeah. I think a lot of people are kind of, like, trigger happy with that. Yeah. If they don't understand, like, what. You should definitely post really that. Rambunctious yeah. dog. When you shock yourself, you got to put a story on that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you like, can't do it. Someone do it for me. <laughs> um. But, uh, no, Cooper's a great dog. Um, he's very obedient and he's great like for the raft because he'll just kind of hang out and he'll always mm. come right back. And Juno just kind of sits up on her perch. We call her princess bug and she mm. just kind of sits there and judges everyone. And <laughs> yeah. Our family's a big rafting family. I know Jax is too. Do you guys, um, what I found to be really beneficial on the raft, I don't know if you guys do it. I put a uh, table that fits on the width of the boat on the back with like that, um, Stuff that you put uh, in your shelving so that they don't slip. Yeah. Okay. So that the dog can be in the back standing up. Because okay. we had a Weimaraner that was, like, just trying to, like, be all over the place. Mm -hmm. But if we had the table in the back with that, like, slip-free stuff, she could actually just pace back and forth in there and stand there. Okay. Do you guys' dogs, like, in the boat? So we have, uh, um, like, on the frame, we have, uh, it's kind of like a, it's like a really, like, um course like mesh almost so it breathes really well because okay. Juno gets really hot in the summer and um they can stand on it just fine it's like pulled it's like strapped down tightly okay gotcha um and then Cooper usually sits up in the front by my feet because he's just kind of a mama's boy so he yeah. just hangs out there yeah, and then close. yeah and then Juno just sits on the back and like watches everyone um and then she'll like jump in when she gets too hot and then we'll pull her back out she's not she likes water which is 
not you got the cool uh, like life jacket thing you can grab them out of there yeah Yeah, that's so cool yeah we've got one for each of them um cooper doesn't like it he always gets nervous and then juno just kind of like okay i'm ready to go yeah it's hot so yeah do you shave juno's no we don't shave her um i do take her to the groomer uh, twice in the spring just to get all of her undercoat out um but she adjusts pretty well to the temperature and she'll keep blowing her coat until she's like comfortable and can like regulate her mm. temper like her body temperature and then she'll stop shedding yeah um so Is that how that works mm-hmm. so that's why like, we'll see dogs like siberian huskies who live in like hawaii or texas like they'll adjust they just need a little bit of time mm-hmm. so it's crazy yeah but, you, um, you guys have any cool floats plan we did a really cool one last summer. We took the whistle stop train out of Talkeetna mm, and we got dropped off at um, Spencer. No, I think it was Termigan Creek. Okay. I think I have to go. Okay. Sometimes I forget things. I Is really it Indian? Maybe. I- Indian River? Uh, maybe. Okay. I have to go. Again, I get really excited. Yeah. And was I it kinda, clear? Yeah, very yeah. clear. Yeah. I kind of goldfish and I'll forget what I'm talking about and then it'll <laughs> <laughs> come back. Yeah. There it is. Um, so <laughs> we took the whistle stop and brought the raft um, and the frame and everything. And that was really cool. It was super fun. Um, but that river was so log jammed. Oh. It was the first portage. I was like, okay, okay, it's fine. It's great. Took everything out of the boat. Hauled it over. Um, the second log jam, I was like, okay, it's got to be the last one. <laughs> was and it briefly after the first one? Yes, it was oh. like around <laughs> the next bend. And it was hot. We're like sweating in our waders. The third one was like as tall as I was. Like oh, we shit. had to take the frame off and oh. we had to portage everything quite a ways. But then that was the last oh, one. Oh, nice, so, nice, nice. Um, All in one day? You're yeah, real that happy. was like in like a two hour time oh. period, and then we pulled off to camp, and but it was worth it. Um, there was really great fishing. What'd you catch? Um, they were just fishing. We were all fishing just for salmon. So, um, our friend was visiting from the east coast, so he really had his heart set on catching like every single type. Oh, okay. Of salmon, which he did not. Oh yeah. But um, that's pretty hard. But he was just stoked yeah. to catch anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so. That was pretty fun. Oh, it sounds like a great trip. It was great. Um, started off a little rough, though. I, the, yeah. <laughs> almost questioning, like, why did we do I this? Just, I kind of got really quiet and stopped talking. <laughs> because <laughs> I just, I was like. That's it's, funny, it's funny how that happens, right? <laughs> yeah. like, um, Done with this. Nothing coming out of my mouth is going to be positive. I'm just going to keep it to myself. Keep it to myself. <laughs> um, but this summer, we're looking. It's hard to do. Um. We're looking at floating. Again, I'm forgetting the name. Um, it would be a flyout trip. And it's kind of up. I can't remember. Lake Creek? No. No attack? Maybe. <laughs> There's only a thousand. We got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you kind of remember where you're going up to? Like uh, like Dillingham or like a like an actual like bush town or I something think that you're going out to first? I think it was. I want I want to say it started with a C. Um, the the Chewitna? Ch- Chalitna. Chalitna. That's yeah. Um, but I think that's the one Thompson and we got there. So I'll be honest. When it comes to rafting trips, like Nick is like the planner, uh-huh. and I pack food. No, and yeah. hey, everybody's got their role. That's everybody's my role. Their role. Yeah. So, and I'm not like 
I'm not an expert on like where we're going. Yeah, so, like, looking at I'll the maps you... and the logistics. <laughs> no, that's his that, part. That's Nick's jam. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm really good at like packing and like menu planning. So and... you're going up north, like past Talkeetna, about up there. Is that yeah? Where... Okay, I think the so. Chulitna, that would make sense. So Chulitna too. What would where would you dump out at the? Uh... That's like right before Cantwell, mm-hmm. and you go down to. It's a bridge to bridge. I want to say right. Oh no, you're flying on that one. You said. Or no, 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 that's a different one. The Chulitna, I think it's bridge to bridge. Mm-hmm. So, fly out. Yeah, and we're, I, we're still kind of like coordinating summer trips. Um, oh, you don't have every weekend planned? Not yet. <laughs> it will be. Damn, but, man. um, so. I was supposed to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird how you go back and forth. Like, you know, I used to plan them all, and I have none planned. Like, outside of like our sheep hunt and moose hunt, nothing. God, I know. This is the first time I have, like, minimum. Maybe like yeah. four. I'm just playing by plans. Yeah. Oh, and Memorial Day, but that's it. I bet yeah. there's more. Maybe I'll get there one of these days. Yeah. Well. yeah, this is like a weird year for me. I'm usually like very organized and like with it on the trip planning, and like this year, it's kind of all been. Yeah. Not the spontaneous spontaneous trips is there's something to it that yeah it's just great. You're like okay, well the weather's really nice north, so I'm going north. Yeah, yeah. and then I'm sure yeah. you can find like. You talk to 10 people, they're doing 10 different things. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. like, okay, well, these people are going to go north, we're going to go that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of a homebody sometimes. I like doing the stuff that I know is fun and I know I enjoy. So, like, I'll probably hike Wolverine, like, twice or, like, three times a summer yeah. just because yeah. I like it. Sure. Yeah. And, um, but, like, the bigger trips, um, like I said, Nick is kind of the coordinator. So, I know there's some planned. I just, I didn't get to talk to him about it because he's hunting this week. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> um, so... Uh, you have that Kasugi plan though. Um, Brandon and us have done that with our wives. Okay, that's yeah. a that's a really good one. Um, I'm kind of worried about the caterpillars this year. I know they were an issue last year. Did you guys hear about those? We didn't go last year. Okay, yeah, but I have not that. heard about a caterpillar. Yeah, what, issue. what was that issue? So there is this species up there and i believe that they're moths but the caterpillars are like they're black you got the spikes on and they're spiky and like nasty and you should be mindful and like careful if you have little kiddos that you're hiking with and like put them in rain suits when they go because if you touch the spines you get like a horrible rash oh i got one it got stuck on the um in between like the tongue of my shoe and my um top of my foot yeah and i took my shoe off and it was all like smeared and i was like oh no and the rash went like up my calf. It was so itchy and bumpy and uncomfortable. And it took like a week for it to go oh, away. Wow. Yeah. And so yeah, last summer, um, later in the fall, Kasugi was like yeah. covered. Like I saw pictures on the hiking page and like the sign was just like covered and in the caterpillars, caterpillars. and like people's tents in the morning were just like covered. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, that's that's in the fall. That that or like August. Yeah. It's like an early okay. early mid August time. Yeah. And those things like and they um they Hatch eat out the of their cocoon or whatever. Yeah, and they eat the blueberry plants, like the leaves. So it's like it was kind of a problem for blueberry picking. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rena sat on one of those at South Raleigh Lake, Mm-mm. and it like punctured nope. through her. Like uh, she was wearing like yoga pants. Yeah. And it like crunched, and she's like, "Ew." Ugh. We get home the next. That was like on a Saturday. We get home on Monday morning. She's like, "Oh my god, look at this!" And I'm like, "Ooh, yeah." So it had to be that caterpillar. Oh yeah, they're all over our tent. Like the wind would blow, and then they'd all shake out of the tree. <laughs> oh, oh, they're nasty. So oh, yeah. Yeah, I never heard of that. We're yeah, that's crazy. I'm trying to like do that, like probably very early August or like late July. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, we did like a we're doing, mm, what are we doing? Like 17th, 18th of June. Okay. We went two years ago. Okay. Yeah, there's still some snow up there. Bugs are really bad. Oof. Yeah, bugs are really bad. Okay. Maybe the last if you go, section, the maybe way if you out go is 
like Insane. that, like bugs. late late July or like later July, because that's what we got planned for this year. We're gonna do like the mid to late July. Okay, move. Mm. Mm-hmm. My wife and I might try and do it on the tenth of June that weekend, and I've never done it that early, so I kind of want to go see what the conditions are like that okay. early in terms of like snowpack and how far you can go and the campsites are they really available and yeah, because there's like only a couple of really good camp spots depending on like how far you go on that because you can do ermine if you start at the furthest north point then you can come down out of ermine then byers lake okay and i think the last one's like troublesome creek um but we do the little coal to ermine which okay. is like 17 18 miles and we'll just do that over the weekend like super chill oh, that's fine lots of breaks we bring wine i mean it's like a total it's like a yeah, full glamping backpack. Hike. It's a bougie hike, yeah. Full it's bouge. like not minimal yeah. stuff. That's so fun, though. You know, I'm still hauling like a 75-pound backpack. <laughs> it's just a little bit dressed up. Yeah, but it's it, it makes it for a really fun experience. You bring mm-hmm. lots of good food and snacks and the yeah. wine and take your time, kick yeah. your boots off, put them in the creek, cool your feet off. Like, yeah. There's no big time crunch. That sounds fun. And the, and the views of the... Of Denali or Epic. That's what I'm really, it at the right really time. excited about. And I really, I'm like, there's certain hikes I'm not like, there's trail riding and then there's hiking. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like backpacking is going to lean more in the like hiking, kind of like leisurely, not as intense. Um, especially if it's a weekend trip like that. And you're yeah. not like, it's what like, you make it to. Yeah. You know, you can make it like, a, we got to get there by this time. And you're just like on a mission. Yep. We ran into a group of folks that they were. Elderly folks, probably in their, like, mid to late 60s. Uh-huh. And it was really cool shit to see this, like, group of folks out get after it. Well, yeah. there's this old codger up ahead just like, I can't stand listening to this goddamn woman yapping her jaw. <laughs> and I just had to pull away. <clears throat> so he passes by us on Saturday night. And then, so he's, like, camped somewhere down the line and then finished out Tuesday. Meanwhile, his group comes in like the next morning. And so he ended up being pissy and then walking all the way out to Ermin and then waiting for like 14 hours for the rest of the group. And I'm just like, wow. you remember that guy? And, yeah. and he had the skidded up knees cause he fell and he was just all oh, like, man, in the bad and, and he's down there sitting on the hood of his car eating a mountain house. And I'm like, dude, in the time you did, you could have drove down to the lodge and had a burger yeah. But the point I was going to make was like, why are you going to go on a hike with a group if that's not, if you're going to be like, we got to get there. Like, yeah, no, nah, dude, you attitude. go with, if you're going to go with 12 people, you go with the, the pace of the 12 yeah. people. Yeah, like I it's like, an acceptance that you're making. Like this isn't a hardcore hike. You're going to go the, the fastest, the slowest person. We call that party pace. Party pace. Party pace. There it is. Yeah. So like, it's nice, just kind of like fun. Like everyone's together. Like yeah. you don't, you know, there's like on some hikes, um, you don't go like faster than the slowest person, like you were yeah. saying. And then if anyone's feeling uncomfortable at any point or unsafe and like yeah. wants to turn back, like, okay, like totally. There's no pushback. There's no trying to convince the other person. Like, no, no, no. Like, let's just keep going. Like there's always like safety net. We can turn around. Not a problem. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah. I, we haven't done a, do it. a group, any something outside of like two couples, but I thought it'd be fun to do like maybe six to eight people tops. I think if, for you know, like an overnight like, trip. Yeah, like a multi-overnighter. I think that's the maximum amount I would do. Well, plus you need tent space yeah. for everybody Just too. Because yeah. of tent space, not yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I knew a group of people who did Crow Pass, uh, 
a couple two summers ago and they went with like 14 people mm. and it was fun but it was i think a little crowded yeah. i feel like that would turn into a real world episode real oh, fast that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> where the camera's on the side just like listening to this gal talk shit about this dude because <laughs> you know it's gonna happen and this guy's just a diva <laughs> Yeah, I think with that one, we have it planned for two separate weekends because it's okay. one like you really want to time it where you're going to be able to see Denali. Yeah. Or it's like, what's the point? I mean, yeah. we can just hike anything then. Yeah. So you want to go there it's and good get that for view. Sheep hunting, though. That, that later one, that's a good tune up. Yeah. Well, that's funny what you said about the views. Um, my friends and I were just talking, like, there's some hikes. If it's not nice weather, like, we're not going to. Yeah, why go? I'm not going. Like, I would advise you to do that on the Kasugi if you can have some spontaneous like planning in that like uh -huh. where you can have like let's try to go in these three weekends if okay you, if you can do that yeah and then just do it by the weather yeah because if you can really nail it where you can get a view of the mountain it just makes it well and backpacking that much more in soggy weather <laughs> well that's not fun yeah. especially if it's buggy yeah Ooh. it becomes more of a tolerating mm -hmm. experience than like a fun yeah like i love this experience yeah it can shift just like that yeah just like your little portage thing was probably more like a like wow. Oh, yeah. that was yeah. yeah. Made the rest of it joyous though, right? Oh yeah, the yeah. the rest of the time it was super fun. It was great, yeah. but um, I just I, I know yeah. sometimes you wonder why did I what I know I was like hell? what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why didn't you? I was like, you said you said there'd be one portage, and he said I said there may be one. There yeah, he didn't may really be quite more. Know. You never know. <laughs> like, Never know. Okay. What about um outside Alaska hikes? You done any of those? I or have plans. Um, I love Lake Tahoe. Um, I love hiking there. Um, I would really love to do the Pacific Crest Trail. Um, mm -hmm. that I yeah. I just I I want to do that so bad. I think that would be really fun. Um, one of my dad's friends did it over two summers. He retired and did it over two summers and had a great time. Um, so that's definitely on my, like top on my bucket list. I don't want to, I don't need to do all of it, but I would like to hike a couple of sections. I think, you know what they call when you don't do the whole thing at once and you only do parts of it. What? <laughs> you remember? Um, we just had a guy, Sean Sexton Sean, was just yeah. on the show a, a couple before you. And that's what he does. He does super long distance. Uh, He's on like the PCT. He's done the continental divide, the Appalachian trail, so like cool. all these super crazy, really, really, really long ones, but he does them in sections. Okay. And there's a nickname for that. I'm like, I, I, I must know. Lasher. <laughs> Lasher. That's right. Lasher. What was that? What was that again? Why was it? Why was it a lasher? Is it like yeah. an acronym for something? No, it was LA. It was like because he's lashing them together, right? Oh, okay, that's okay. what it is. Lasher. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. lasher. Can I get one of those, Jackie, baby? Absolutely. Yeah. You guys um, need another beverage, real quick. Oh uh, yeah, we'll one. take another I'm beverage. Okay, I'm you okay, good? Thank yeah. You. Can Jackie, I get one of the farmhouse ones? Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Farmhouse hot. Um, farmhouse hot. But yeah, that's definitely on my. Uh, I want to do that so bad. Um, Which sections? <laughs> Um, I, so I would really like to do the, um, the first section. Um, so I read the book, um, with the girl. Yeah. With oh, Cheryl that was Strayed. a good book. It was a I good read book. that book. Um, and then now oh, it's a movie. Called? It's, uh, oh, they did make the movie. Um, with that was a really good book. I should look it up. It was quick. a good book. It was very inspiring. Yeah. I saw um, the movie. Let me, you did? I read the book. Yeah. I didn't watch the movie. Um, um, PCT book. Yep. It'll, it should pop right up. Oh, yeah. 
I kind of. It kind of had like a Wonderlandy name, right? Yeah. Um, the book was. I didn't watch the movie, but didn't pop up right away. Type in uh, Cheryl Strayed, maybe. What is it? Cheryl Strayed is the author's name. I want to say Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Strayed, uh, Wild. Wild, yes. <laughs> Alaska <Wow>. Wild Project. <laughs> <laughs> <With> Cheryl Strayed. <laughs> um, that was actually a really good book. Yeah, it was. It was. It was great. Um, so I would like to do that section, and then I would like to do the section um, coming into Lake Tahoe, just because I'm so familiar with the area and I'm just so fond of it. Um, I also have a lot of family who lives um, in California, and they spend a lot of time at Tahoe. So I think it'd be fun to like backpack for a week and then meet them there. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, you should go back and listen to Sean's episode. He talks a okay. lot about um, all these long ones he does, and. You know, the gear and how he plans out to um, have, like, food stops. Because yeah. it's different than here where you're just going, like, wilderness to wilderness. But there you're actually, like, coming up on certain parts. And a big thing was the water. Okay. He was saying how they have, like, water stations, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Which yeah. they don't have that here anywhere, right? No, I don't yeah. think so. Well, there's a lot of fresh water. Yeah. We've got what, like do you, what do you use for water? So I drink a ton of water which is kind of like a little Good. problematic sometimes on like longer hikes because um, I don't like running out. Um, I'm the like chronic overpacker on trips. Um, <laughs> my friends poke fun of me a lot because I'll bring like a big backpack just for a day hike. They're like, are you camping? Or, no. Well, do you do water bottle or do you do the um, camelback thing? So I do, uh, um, I have a three liter bag, a camelback bag okay. and a hose. And then... Um, if I know it's going to be a really long day, um, I'll bring like a filtration system okay. just for backup sometimes. Um, I haven't done that too often. And usually I only end up drinking two liters of water anyways. Yeah. So, but. What, what do you use for filtration? Um, the Sawyer, one of the Sawyer ones? Yeah, one of the Sawyer ones just for day. And then we just got, um, I forgot the brand. I think it's MSR, but the ones that you like hang, it's the Gravity. Oh, oh yeah, those awesome. are nice. Yeah. For um, like rafting and stuff like that, those big ones well, are amazing. That raft trip, like we ran out of water and like I had to go sit and pump water for everybody yeah. when it was my turn. And I was like, this sucks. No, like, those ones are like a water bag way. are yeah. awesome. Like I bought two during the, when the pandemic hit. Everyone's mm. buying water bottles. I yeah. went and bought like two of those things. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that's this is going to be. That's Way better than idea. that. Yeah, totally. So. And then for like the little trips, uh, Jackie and I just actually tested out the um, UV. The UV, the UV light. light, what's it called yeah. though? What's that it's called? It's uh, some of the S. Fuck. I should know. Sterile it. wand. Sterile. 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 Sterile pen. Sterile pen. Yeah. Cool. I've seen the one that's like a straw that you can just like put it in the river, but I have That one's no, this, awesome. Yeah, the Sterile pen, because you just bring a, um, your normal water bottle. And this is actually the one that I have. What? And it literally takes like however much, like mm -hmm. 60 seconds to to just any water, any water. And it's just like perfect. I love gear. I'm kind of a gearhead. Yeah. This mm. is really cool. It's really cool. And you can charge it with um, with USB. So if you have like a little portable charger, like we bring or for like solar. GoPros oh. and stuff like that. So this is actually the exact same Did one that I have. Did you guys ever have to charge it? No. It lasted the whole time. I mean, it lasted for a long time. What did it say on the box? Like 50? It can do like fifty rounds or something. Does it? Does yeah. it I see that it, there's like charge. a number. Does it say that? Probably how many says how many you have left okay. before oh. you have to charge it. Oh, or is that the one where where it's counting down? 
it could be either or. I think it does both, too. but it has the instructions right there. Like you can see, like one one bottle, one liter okay. takes this amount of time. Yeah. yeah, if you're a gearhead, definitely go look at that. They're oh, super I'm going cool. To. And sooner cool. than later, because when you go, there's obviously a bunch of options. I think this one is probably the best one because you can USB charge it. Okay. It's not batteries. Yeah. Yeah. We love rechargeable. Yeah. And these are really good for backpacking. I mean, because we always did just the iodine tablets, but it's so bad for your gut health. That, yeah. You know, switching over to this last year was really awesome. Oh, that's cool. I'm yeah. excited. I was just like pounding the athletic greens before we switched to this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mix it with, with oh, to for the flavor? No, because the iodine is messing up my stomach, you know? So then for, like, I was eating health. all the, yeah. the, oh, the gotcha. athletic greens have all the probiotics in it. So yeah. it's like pounding that to like make up for In preparation or like yeah. afterwards. After, because yeah. you're using it all day, right? The <laughs> iodine, you know? But yeah, this was really cool. Yeah, that one's definitely certified. Yeah, yeah it was certified for sure. And, and they're getting cool better and dark smaller and, and cool and it glows and it like gives you a little smile when it's ready. Yeah. Oh, I it appreciate was, that. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, we're not going to get diarrhea. In the yeah. tent in the dark, it was pretty rad. We had like a light show. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember fun, seeing that video. Yeah. That was badass. That's yeah, awesome. you could, you know, what do you call this? Um, oh. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, EDM is through the rave. No, do there's a word the, for that. What is that? I don't know. Techno rave like. Oh man, I was anyway. gonna say rave. But <laughs> you need to go to <laughs> Um What about winter hiking? I love winter hiking, um, and I feel very fortunate. I finally got to take my avalanche level one course this past winter. Who'd you um, do it with? Alaska Avalanche School. Uh huh. Um, it's like a really long, it took me, like I've, I started backcountry skiing three years ago and it's taken me three like years to get into a course. Uh. So I'm, I was super stoked to get in. Um, and I learned a lot. I think one of the biggest things though, taking that course, I was like, there are definitely some hikes I should not have gone on. Like yeah. that was oh, yeah. so dumb. Um, but I do, I love winter hiking. I think I almost have more, I have more winter hiking gear than summer hiking gear. Um, but again, I have like my go-to ones that I really enjoy doing in the winter. And then there's some that I'm not comfortable doing. Like I think in the winter, if it requires like mountaineering equipment, I, yeah, I'm probably, yeah, probably a little out of my comfort yeah, zone. Step off that one. Um, but winter hiking, I love, um, mostly cause no bears, which is always mm. exciting. No bugs. Yeah, no yeah. bugs. Mm. Um, I don't mind hiking in the dark. So like coming down the mountain in the dark doesn't typically bother me because there's just less wildlife. And if you have a headlamp, you're fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, and it's a great way to get outside in the winter. Like I love skiing, but there's just something about hiking that I really enjoy. Um, I think it's my favorite, like if you like out of like backcountry skiing or cross country skiing, I think hiking is still my yeah. favorite winter activity you have one of the rechargeable Great. headlamps yes they do yeah they're, they're getting so nice yeah yeah. Those. yeah that thing's pretty sweet isn't it and they they last a while they, they last a long time yeah. they last a lot longer and because there's no batteries i think that's improved the time yeah. um as well but yeah they're getting what are some of your favorite winter hikes um what's this one right here so that was we did canchi and kanoya it's behind the dome Mm. Um, it's like a springy that was kind of like this time last year um and that's with my friend um mary kate um oh there's coop was that coop there no that oh that's your friend's dog frodo Frodo. yep frodo um and then (laughs) so that was up on gold star peak we did that this winter um 
What a beautiful. Are you wearing shoes? You wearing like uh, running shoes, or you got some waterproof boots there? So we were. I was wearing for that hike, winter hikes. I always wear um, mountaineering boots, um, okay. and they have a really stiff mm-hmm. um, like bed, so they don't flex. Like a shank in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you then can put crampons on them. Yeah, and I always wear my katulas over the top of them. Mm. Some of my friends will wear their Solomon Trail Runners in the winter with gaiters, and they'll screw. Um, just screws into mm-hmm. the bottom of them, but yeah. I really like to have just extra ankle stability. Yep. What did um, you say? Catulas? Catulas? What's that? They're just like ice bikes. Um, they're like, you probably have seen people outside wearing them. They're like pink or black. Um, they kind of like go like around the, you just kind of clip onto the, the front. Yeah. And the, the in the heel. Okay. And they have like kind of aggressive spikes on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, um, last Wednesday, my friends and I did Rainbow Peak and I wore my studded trail runners. They're Innovates and mm-hmm. they have pretty aggressive, I think they're 16 um, like metal spikes in the mm-hmm. bottom of the shoe. So I wore those um, just because there's less snow now, but it was still snowy at the top and I wanted yeah. just like a little bit more of a mm-hmm. steady like footing. How was, was Rainbow downhill, last right? week? Huh? How was Rainbow? It was great. There was some like gnarly post holing though yeah i bet um <laughs> yeah 800 <laughs> inches at soft. top up there yeah. oh like we were walking i was like oh this is great and then like i sunk in like waist deep and i was like oh, oh yeah you're rocking gators yeah i had gators on but it was really just like two sections that were probably like 30 yards long and then the rest was clear like that oh, was really okay. the only post holing and then there was still snow up at the summit on the ridge line but it was like hard packed yeah it was fine sweet Wind um, you yeah. see any wildlife no but i know the bears are out so we were mm. glad that we didn't um we yeah. started at i think five and we didn't or four thirty, but we didn't get back down until i think like 10 45 uh, yeah yeah um so this is a classic Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't be home a by nine. Longer. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. didn't schedule enough time. Well, on your first time up, Rainbow, did you do the thing where everyone kind of thinks they need to go to the right under that little cl- cliff section? So thankfully, the first time I hiked it was with people who had hiked it before. Oh, okay. So, but I would have done that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did that the first time I tried to hike uh, Indian House. Uh-huh. Um, you are supposed to do the same thing you do on Rainbow. You drop down and like traverse along the spine, and then you come up. Yeah. And then it's even further back. But Rainbow, you drop down and then you go up and you come back to the summit. Mm. Yeah. Um, there were two people there who went that way and passed us on the way down. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> how, did what? You, how did you get up there? Yeah, like, yeah. They're like, oh, we just climbed. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really sketchy. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely some three points of contact through there. Oh, yeah. 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 But, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I head down it my first time up that, and I was like, "Oh damn it, I should have paid attention because yeah. we were like way over." It, but anyway. Yeah. Um, Speaking about animal encounters and all your things, have you ever had like a close moose? I think that's scarier than the bear. So with the moose with the baby, um, but have you had any episodes where you're like with your dogs and it's like ooh, high I, alert? I think um, the scariest encounter I ever had was with. I haven't had any bad moose encounters. Um, which is like surprising. Um, I'm kind of, I like knock on wood and Brad's of, because like the moose have been pretty aggressive this year from what I've just been seeing on like the hiking posts. Oh, wow. Um, but I think the closest encounter I had, it was stupid. I should have had dogs with me. I was, I did a little O'Malley and I got to the parking lot and I like, this is the one time I ignored my checklist. Okay. Uh-oh. So I didn't have my bear spray. 
I hadn't told like anybody what I was doing, where I was going, and there was no cars in the parking lot. And I was mm. like, oh, it'll be really quick. Oh. It was, I never see. Just trying to make yeah. headline news or what? I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I was just like trying to get in a quick like trail run before class or something. And so I like got to the top and I stood up. And no, I don't want to make headlines. That's not how I want to make headlines. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. That's what you, you're writing the story. Yeah. It was like. I know. I know. Um, I think Mom I was, and dad will kill you. Oh, it was bad. I think I was like 24 when this happened. But um, I got to the top and I was like power hiking. So I was like looking down, just like breathing heavily, working hard, like trying to like beat my time that I had to the top. Mm. And I stand up and I'm like, oh, cool. And I look around and there's a black bear and two cubs, like Ooh. probably like 20 yards away. And I was like, um, huh. And I like go to my vest and I was like, oh, oh my no. bear spray is not here. <laughs> so I start panic calling my sister and she texts me, Sarah, I'm in a meeting right now. <laughs> I was like, you have to pick up the phone. And so I called her. I was like, Lauren, I fucked up. This is really bad. And she was like, where are you? And I was like, I'm hiking. She's like, you didn't send me a picture of what you were wearing or tell me that you were going because usually I'll also send a mm. selfie of what I'm wearing. That's a great idea. In case yeah. Yeah. anything happens. Yeah, good call. Um, that's if I'm hiking by myself but um i was like lauren i'm at little o'malley gully there's a black bear and two cubs they're not interested right now but i'm turning around and she was like sarah you text me the second you go back to the bridge and then you call me when you're back at the car and i was like okay and so i like slowly like turned like you know like started walking backwards and like she kind of like stepped forward a little bit and like the cubs were kind of looking at me and i was like okay okay and slowly got down and as soon as i was out of eyesight i just like hauled yeah. back yeah, to the car that is the fastest I've ever done. <laughs> Out and back. Beat your time. I did. Um, but. Um, well, I think sometimes in those situations, it's better if they haven't spotted you to be quiet and back up out of there. Mm-hmm. versus oh, making yeah, yourself aware, aware yeah. especially yeah. with cubs yeah. Yeah. yeah and like she had seen me and like i made myself big and i was like hey whoa but like definitely like backed away just uh-huh. yeah have you considered um something that's come up several times and now we kind of take them on the rafts and stuff like that is those little um marine air horns my friend nikki always runs with an air horn mm-hmm. and um that is something that i want to purchase for this summer it's great i think it's yep. great to have bear spray and an air horn yep. um so i don't personally have a bear gun um nick has one but i would need to go to the range and be like more comfortable using it i think before i brought it with me yeah. by myself just for like safety yeah, yeah, you and need on to be the raft really too. Proficient with those things. Yeah, which is why I'm out. like, that's yeah. why I, I'm not, and I have like yeah. no shame in. Doing have you that. practiced the bear spray? Oh yeah, so yeah. I was a um, camp counselor for oh. seven oh, summers. CC at uh, <laughs> Trailside Discovery Camp. Yeah, oh, right. um, yeah, that's cool. I love Trailside. Very fond of that camp and organization. Um, but we had to do. <laughs> I'm like laughing because we had to do bear spray trainings every summer. And, um, the Would they spray you in the face? <laughs> no. <laughs> have you no. done that? <laughs> no. So you know. So I, you have a, I have a. Sto- I probably shouldn't share that story, but you probably should. Oh, um, yeah. let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> Nobody listening but yet. The, the bear spray training. The individual who was in charge of it took it very seriously, and <laughs> it was just like all of these college and high school students, like yada yada yada, bear spray, okay, <laughs> like. But um, so I, I'm very like proficient in bear spray safety and how to use it. Um, one summer, I, I will share the story. Um, you, we have to wear the bear spray like 
on our person. Uh-huh. Like you have to, um, you can't have it in your backpack. You can't have it in like your water bottle holder. Um, and so one of the, um, <laughs> one of the younger employees was a high schooler had it in his backpack water holder and his backpack was on the floor and it was during preschool, like story time, quiet time. And one of the preschoolers grabbed the bear spray and was like playing with it and got the safety off and just literally two seconds hit the button. And oh my gosh, it was awful kids were throwing up like people were crying like there's no air filter in the building it's just because there's no air conditioning like you can turn the heat on but like i don't think that's gonna make it any better everyone's going outside no so like i walked in and i was like because it just burned your throat and um so i know how nasty it is and like luckily the parents were really understanding they're like we know like it happens like it was like it happens like i don't think it should but um so that was um that was my pear spray well on that topic I was actually thinking about this. I was going through my garage and all the stuff. And you have these bear sprays that you've probably had for years. Yep. You might have sprayed them. And my goal is to take the, my kids who have oh, never sprayed it themselves mm-hmm. to, like, use all these old ones and, yeah. like, find a park or something and be like, make sure the wind's right. And just have them actually take it out and practice it. Yep. Yep. Because I would love to them to just have it. Because a lot of times you're on the river. And the kids are running off or they're mm-hmm. fishing over there and you're over here and you never know a bear can come up and they got to have, I want them to have their own bottle totally. and their own spray, yeah. but obviously yep. do it so that they know. Yep. So I think it's, I don't know if that stuff expires. It does. It yeah. Does so I would assume like, it's great to just take that expired bottle yep. or two you have, you know, every year probably mm-hmm. come springtime, have your kids or have yourself train with it yep. so that you know what it is. And, I, and also I've heard that the different bottles that you buy, whether you buy the one from Costco or that are the different ones spray a little bit differently mm-hmm. whereas some are like this direct stream mm-hmm. and some are more like the cloud yeah. yeah. so that you mm-hmm. kind of know what you're working with and then obviously your kids or you know the camp kids or whoever can like practice it and so that you know what it what's what it's going to do yeah. so you're prepared yeah you know? and, it, and then it's important to also teach them like where they should be spraying mm-hmm. like especially like in a panic moment um because yeah. like we did like a light like a brief training with the kids when we worked at camp and like almost all of them would like point their arms like straight up or like at, like a shoulder yeah. height and you're supposed to actually aim it a little bit more down mm-hmm. um according to my camp training yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. and then the, like the initial cloud and then yeah. you save the rest for the burst last minute yeah. kind of thing yeah so. so the same thing with fire extinguishers and kids so mm. like my kids aren't oh. really old enough but that's like a thing right your fire extinguishers every two years or whatever expire take those old ones out and like and actually light a fire and show them how to spray down to b- bottom up yeah just like the firefighters do so that like if you do have a fire in your house you or your kids know how to put it out yeah hot tips y'all hope you're writing this down yeah i like the practice in the bear spray with the kids yeah because i got man i was going through all my stuff and i got like six bottles i was like man these got to be expired like they've just been in the kit you know in and out of every trip and you know you go to costco like i should probably buy some more yeah but just go practice with the old ones and i hope i hope it doesn't sound mean but also then like they can maybe experience a little bit like how potent it is they appreciate it kind of like understand like oh like Mm -hmm. okay this is like not well it's it's like the idea where like fire is important so you know a kid getting a little bit of a burn Mm -hmm. is not bad because then they realize like this is 
This could be a problem. Grab an amber or a hot stick. Teach it real quick. I'm a huge advocate of like kids doing um, unsafe things safely. So like they kind of like learn their boundaries and their Mm. limits and unsafe things safely. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I love that. Learn the responsibilities of it. Yep. Let's take one more break and then we're going to come back with Jack's trivia. Mm -hmm. So I hope you did your studying. Oh. And we got the song back. No, we don't have the song back. What? Actually, I've been thinking about the song. We're going to come up with a new song, but maybe next episode. Sorry, no song. That's okay. Yeah, we. Uh, the Treehouse AK, your one stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day because honestly, there's always something good on deck. And guys, listen. This is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords, while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com, and remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Tailored Restoration, 24-hour emergency home services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you at any time, day or night. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Make an appointment today at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Since 2008, Serrano's is Anchorage's own new generation of Old Cocina. Their menu showcases the passion and love of their rich heritage and unique family recipes that have been passed down through the generations. Serrano's goal is to embrace and display trad flavors using the best ingredients that are available. They focus on making everything from scratch daily. In-house menu includes handcrafted corn tortillas, salsas, carne asada, and chorizo. But don't take their word for it. Experience their tradition and sabor for yourself. Locations on Tudor and Northern Lights, both with new tequila bars. Check out their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. The Connoisseur Lounge, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. The Connoisseur Lounge is Palmer's first locally owned and operated cannabis retailer. Their beautiful store is located at 226 Evergreen Avenue. The Connoisseur Lounge has exclusive cannabis products such as Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and one of our favorites, Sugar Cookies. And if you're not into the flower, the connoisseur can hook you up with edibles, vape supplies, and a ton of CBD options for all your health and inflammation needs. Check out their daily deals at theconnoisseurlounge.net, or even better, stop by the lounge today. Remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. (laughs) Is this what you listen to in the uh, banya? <laughs> I'm just answering my own trivia. <laughs> he comes up with the questions we ask have the music. I kind of like this new music that we found. This is well, like a British game trivia song. Okay. Do, do we do we have like the intro to the old? The We're gonna have to redo that whole thing, I think, and just make it legit. The the creepy trivia, as Scotty <laughs> called it. I'll just share that one with you, Daniel. Okay. Right. Think about it as a candidate. Okay. All right, we got some trivia tonight. Okay. All right, so Alaska is a big place. In terms of, like, established hiking trails, how many hiking trails are in the state of Alaska? In the whole state? Yeah. Yeah. 
in a step for established and you're the guest so you can go first or last or middle you get a cheese no brandon has to go first and you have five seconds oh you're doing the five second oh, thing what? no oh. because he likes to just oh. blur it 2682 okay good i'm gonna say eight thousand two thousand four hundred and eighty seven damn oh. so we can't do prices right <laughs> Because everyone went way over. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. So I usually listen to we my gut. Lose. Then you guys had like up in the thousands, and I was like, "Oh, I better round up." What was your gut? Well, your gut? Four hundred eighty-seven. All right, right. is well, seven fifty. What? Okay. Yeah, seven established hiking trails. Okay, so right. Who's like, close, who's closest? How what? many did you say? Eight thousand. Yeah, Daniel? man. Yeah. <laughs> those are the secret trails, though. Yeah, you don't know about well, those. I wanted to say like hundred something, but I'm like, yeah, but Jack's gonna come back with like two thousand. Well, that, and that's how it usually is. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, I was yeah. like ready for that. It's like, how many lakes do we have? And everyone's like a thousand, and then it's like three million. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's my thing to just blurt out the first thing that comes to mind with zero. Oh research or knowledge of it you had a role going though for a while i know i was actually like yeah you were it. like nailing them all yeah that's fine yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. Well, so one. what's the answer again 750 so 750, 750. established that's still a okay. lot yeah 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 so what's the um the website that like all, all trails, trails all trails oh, is pretty you popular have, you have to yeah. be careful with all trails though because all oh, trails what? will lie to you oh, okay like google earth about like <laughs> elevation and actual distance. Oh, it's too yeah, good okay. to be true sometimes, oh, isn't it? Sometimes you go in really excited and you're like looking at your, you're like, oh, <laughs> this is in fact three miles longer than I thought yeah. it was. Uh, yeah. So, what, which ones do you like? Which apps? Um, I really, I a lot of the time will look at Strava mm-hmm. and look at other people's Stravas yep. to see what the elevation gain was yep. and the time yep. that it took them. Get some like real data and the distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I do appreciate Strava. Um, and then I have the uh, Garmin. Um, yeah, what is that fancy watch you got This on? is a Garmin. I think it's the, um, the, I have to look it up. It's the 945, I believe. Gar? And, yeah. No. The Gar? The Gar. Let me look it up real quick. <laughs> it's the men, dog. Um, the men? The men or the Gar? I, I must know. It's the Forerunner 945. Mm. Um, my wonderful mother got it for me when I graduated from college. Oh. And while there was like a little bit of a, like a, she got it for a reason. There has a, a safety feature on it. So if I fall, it will contact my emergency contacts oh. and give them my location. Oh, that's cool. How does um, it know like, that you I'm fall? I'm tracking you. So if I'm on an activity and I like shake my arm too hard uh-huh. or like wave it around, it'll go accident like <laughs> and you're like cancel, yeah, and I have to go down to cancel. You're like, I got my glove on. Um, oh no. <laughs> accident detected. So like one time I, I post hold, I like fell like yeah. waist deep, and I was like, oh, and it started like vibrating, and I was like, no, 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 <laughs> I'm fine. Also alarm. Um, but it's cool because there's a feature if you scroll down like during your hike activity, a GPS will um, pop up, and if it is one of those established trails, I can see the trail on my yeah. watch oh, face and cool. make sure I'm going that's the right cool. way. So yeah, that's pretty rad. Do you ever carry uh, like an in-reach or anything where you can? I do have an in-reach for um, longer hikes, and um, but I typically don't take that on like the shorter yeah, stuff. Yeah, but you have the mini or the big one. The mini. Yeah, yeah. So after that um, incident with the bears on Pioneer Peak, um, we went and picked up a in-reach. <laughs> like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll work, huh? Yeah. Like, yeah, Everyone should have one. Of these one. Yep. 
All right. So out of those 750 established hiking trails, how many of those trails are in Denali Park? 42. 50. 22. 10. <gasps> I got it. And then what's the total mileage of the 10 in Denali? Thousand. Oh. Established hiking trails in Denali? Remember the longest trail was like the resurrection trail at like 30, 54 miles? Well, I just averaged 10 miles per 10 trails. I guess is it, what, I said a thousand? Well, I'm but on Sean's that. we had the longest hiking trail. Okay, I think it was yeah, 54 yeah, 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 miles. It was yeah. resurrection. Right, well, right. I messed up. It's not a thousand. <laughs> you want to re- retract your? No, your it's answer? too late. It's too late. Sarah, what do you got? Um, I'm gonna say 724. Man, that's very accurate. Uh, I'm gonna say 638. Have you guys been hiking in Denali? No, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. So this is amazing. All the trails are super short. They're super short. So there's only 35 miles of trails in Denali. What did I say again? I said 300 and something. Oh, I nailed it again. (laughs) (laughs) A thousand. (laughs) Sounded like one of my answers. Well, if for all our listeners that are frequent listeners, they know. Yeah, we kill it. Yeah, we We kill it. And all this is like new information for most of us. Yeah. Including me. (laughs) So. Um, on your little list of um, your gear stuff, like walk us through like something, uh, a couple things that you're taking on your quick little trips, like must have things that you have. You already mentioned the bear spray. What okay. Else? Um, so again, I'm kind of a, like more of an overpacker. Uh, I'd rather have more and be overprepared than underprepared. Um, and some of my friends are more like hyper light, like, so they pack like very minimally, but their gear is very, um, it's appropriate and will work. Um, but for summertime, do you want summer or like winter hiking? Uh, let's do, let's do both. Okay. So summer hiking, um, I always bring a, so my water, sunscreen, summit snacks are a must. <laughs> summit snacks? Summit I like snacks. That. And then, um. Is that like a custom thing? Or <laughs> what is, is that a. What's on ca- the snacks? A catchy tune? <laughs> um, <Yeah>. So <laughs> summit snacks, I really like, um. Well, it's like, it depends. Like if it's just like a, if we're like, like bringing like actual food, cause we'll like pack up sandwiches and stuff sometimes. Okay. Or I've been known to pack up like a fire Island sandwich. Charcuterie board. Two bottles of wine. <laughs> yeah. You got Gucci, Gucci hikes too. Oh yeah. It's great. <laughs> um, we can't put the name for it. Um, it was um, bougineering, like mountaineering. Bougineering? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I always make sure I have snacks. Um, I love the Cliff Bar, the energy chews. Um, uh-huh. They have uh, like sodium and caffeine in them. So like if you're kind of in a pinch or stuck and like run out of water, at least you're still getting mm. like the stuff that you need. Uh-huh. Um Cause I think people, a lot of people in the summer, people sweat so much. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you have one of those, like you feel great afterwards. Yeah. Cause it's got like quick carbs, sugar, like the salt that you need. Um, so energy shoes, two snacks. I really like the Stroop waffles or, um, mm, those are good. I get the, at Costco, um, you know, those kids pouches of applesauce. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I bring those. yeah. Those yeah. are my favorite. What's your flavor, favorite flavor of those? 
Just like the plain apple sauce. Uh, you like apple, apple? Yeah. Apple. Strong apple, apple. apple. <laughs> now they have like the five flavor one. The apple. It's like a five. mix. It's a, yeah, it's brand new. It comes like half that and half apple, apple. And it's all their flavors mixed together. What? Ooh. Yeah, it's like, we'll be it's like this kamikaze, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. but with the applesauce fountain. That's awesome. No, so I like applesauce for like the way up, um, like for just like a quick snack. And then usually I also have like a sandwich for the top um, and probably a beer because some of beers. Nice. Like What's your beer selection? Uh, King Street IPA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's ended me a few times. <laughs> <laughs> um, we try to do... <laughs> We tried to do the Denali brewing, the blueberry mojito. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was a rough. Um, yeah, 11 something percent a, or something. Yeah, it was. Well, sometimes it's labeled 11 or 12. Sometimes it's labeled like 15. Oh, like, really? They don't, mm. it kind of changes. Yeah. I asked them at the brewery. I was like, hey, like, why, why are these different? <laughs> yeah. They're like, ooh. Yeah. Um, so that's a little, like, I think that's a little, like, much for the top. But, um, that was a fun hike down. It took us a little longer. Uh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Rolled some ankles. Um, Bruised some knees. I feel like too comfortable. <laughs> whenever I trip and fall on a hike, it's usually accompanied by like a no, 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 no. Or I'll yell like, why? <laughs> and, um, really loudly. And my friends are like, Sarah, we think you've broken something when you do that. Like, yeah. please stop. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so water, more summit snacks than you need. Um, I bring my Patagonia Houdini. It's like a windproof layer. Mm -hmm. It's really thin. It packs down to like the size of my phone. Mm -hmm. um, and so if it's really well in your bag. Um, I have my Arcturex uh, LTS, the Atom jacket. It's like in all my, it's like in most of my pictures. It's like a golden yellow color. Mm -hmm. um, that is my favorite. I wear it hiking in the summer. I wear it hiking in the winter. It's breathable. It's warm. When If I get sweaty, it dries really quickly. Um, I got mine a size bigger because I like to wear stuff underneath it. Make it layer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Is it this one here? Only yes, that one. Yeah. And then um, I, so you have a windproof, a puffy. Uh, so for summertime, I need to collect my thoughts. The Houdini for windproof, the puffy for warmth, the lighter puffy, and then a um, rain jacket, and then a hat and light gloves. Because mm -hmm. it can still get cold when it gets yeah, kind of rainy prepared. and windy and nasty. Mm -hmm. um, and then most of that stuff falls down really well so I can fit it in my running vest. Um, I have an Osprey. I actually bought the men's one because it had more pockets. Mm -hmm. um, it's red. And it had a more stretchy like mesh outside pocket. Mm -hmm. And that's usually where I just shove everything if I'm yeah. like layering and unlayering. Um, and then, application. yeah, and then mm -hmm. usually I'll wear like bike shorts and like tall socks, my Solomon trail runners, and then I'll wear like a tank top and then a long sleeve. That's like an SPF, um, layer. So just light stuff. Cause mm -hmm. it gets too hot. Too yeah. Sunny. So, cause I'm constantly relayering and like, I'm kind of a fussy temperature person <laughs> to be comfortable. So constant adjustments. Yes. So that's for it's summer, good. um, winter hiking. <sighs> Um, it's funny winter hiking is hard because like if you're doing Wolverine and you're really kind of like booking it, you're really warm, so you can like yeah. strip down to like a long sleeve, like just like a base layer and yeah. be okay. Um, I think the most important thing and gear is really advanced in the last ten years. Um, with wicking layers, especially those, I I love the Arcturx jackets. I have so there's different like levels of warmth, and so. I, I might be mixing them up. There's like the LTS and the LTS Atome. One of them is the warmer jacket. Mm -hmm. And I just, 
I call it the super puffy. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to pack. Because that's like the text thread before we go. Like, what's everyone wearing yeah. slash yeah. bringing? Yep. So winter hiking, it's going to be hiking boots, katulas, the ice bikes, gaiters. I don't like hiking in snow pants. I usually just hike in like running tights. Um, and then the gaiters keep your calves warm. Um, and then I bring my scoop skirt. And it's just like a down, it's like this material yeah. and it's just a down skirt. For the added mm-hmm. warmth when yeah. you need it. Yep. Peel um, it off when you don't. And it's just better mobility, I think, mm-hmm. than snow pants, which I just prefer. I have to get to find a pair of like hiking snow pants that yeah, I like. Yeah, totally. Mm, without overheating. Yeah. yeah. And Although the, now these like Eddie Bauer insulated pants from Costco, <gasps> they're epic. Costco? Yeah. So they used to be like $150 at Eddie Bauer and now you can get like the same pair for 20 bucks in the winter they're amazing and they're they're like tech but they breathe really well they're fleece inside and then they're they have like a little bit of water wicking i don't know if it's the resin or what dwr coating or something like that. yeah that's cool yeah um what's the backpack check this out mine yeah um that is a deuter that's actually um or deuter deuter it's a um that's my backpack oh d-u-e-t yeah t-e-r and yeah. um, that's my backcountry ski backpack okay. which i use a lot in the winter because it has um on this particular hike i brought all my avi stuff with me mm-hmm. um gold star peak is really steep and um there is some like light sloughing going on so we just brought all of our like beacon probe shovel um and are in reach and that backpack just has more room and it has all has room for like a water bladder and all my gear and then i was able to clip my snowshoes instead of my skis well, the yeah, outside yeah yeah um so then is that what that metal thing is on the yeah that's one of my snowshoes shoes. okay yeah and then or like crossed or something on there yeah. yeah um and then i always bring hiking poles and i bring hiking poles in the summer also um, I started doing that last year. My knees are much the happier best. with mm-hmm. hiking poles. I have yeah. to do it. Um, and so then for like upper layers, it's like a long wicking layer that's like slightly insulated. This one's not. But um, and then a vest, uh, my Arcturex puffy, and usually I'll pack like my Patagonia like actual down jacket um, mm-hmm. in case you get stuck and you have to sit somewhere for a long time. I think yeah. it's better to have a core insulation layer. Um, and then a hat, a headband, and usually two pairs of gloves. So I use, like, thinner ones for hiking up if it's really cold. But then those will typically get wet if you're climbing. And then on the way down, my hands really get cold. So I'll put on, like, thicker gloves for the way down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're touching, <clears throat> you're touching ice and snow less. Yeah. Yeah. So That's a good system. Yep. I mean, it seems kind of a lot. Yeah. Overkill maybe for like that quick day hike, but you're prepared if something goes wrong. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. sorry, that that's for like bigger, like like all day all hikes. All day hikes. But yeah. like my quick like <clears throat> hikes, like if I'm gonna go do Bear Mountain after work and out in Shugiak, I'll bring like my running vest with my Arcturex and a headband and gloves. Like super and basic. water and just like zip up and back. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean I and I was supporting the because I'm gonna like bring too much yeah. guy everything yep. I do. And always justify it. Uh-huh. And it's like, well, you know, you might, or, you know, this maybe might happen. And it's like, yeah, I'm ready. So we I'll hiked. carry an extra 10 pounds. We hiked Pioneer Peak in August. It was mm-hmm. really fun. I loved it. It was beautiful. Mm. I've never been up there. It was just breathtaking. I'm like, I'm stoked to do it again this summer. And um, I brought my big, like, I think it's like a 50 liter, like Osprey pack with me. Oh. For <laughs> ready for and an overnighter. So, 
you don't know. Yeah. And so um, we're hiking back down, and my friends are like, man, I'm so thirsty, but, like, running low on water. I was like, do you guys want a Gatorade? Like, I brought one. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, pulled it out of my backpack. And they're like, Sarah, you packed up a Gatorade to the top, didn't drink it, and we're just going to bring it just keep back it. down. <laughs> I was like, well, it was in the fridge. Like, I was like, what if, what if we get stuck and need electrolytes? Um, <laughs> but, but since then, I've um, discovered noon tablets. Yeah, and they're the best. And I love them. Yeah. They, I have, like, there's some in my car right now. Like, yeah. I just, they're just now my a My kids think they're juice. Perfect. <laughs> That's all we've had. That's perfect. Yeah. Where do you access Pioneer Peak from? Um, so there's a, it's, yeah, it's a Klutna, but um, if you put it in Google Maps, it'll, like, stop you with the old bridge, like, right when you get off the highway. Okay. But then you have to, like, you have to keep going, like, quite a ways. And then there's an actual established trailhead with a sign that says Pioneer Ridge okay. Trail. But it's down, like, quite, like, getting, so I live at the, I live out in Chugiak. And from, like, Chugiak to the trailhead, it took me, like, I think 27 minutes to get there. Okay. 30. Like, it's, it's quite a ways down. Yeah. So, but all trails has good directions for a pioneer. Are you, are you saying old, old Glen, <laughs> it hooks a 90 to go over the bridge over the connect, but you go straight? Yep. Oh, okay. That's where you, you access that trail. Yeah, but then gotcha. you keep going. You have to like okay. keep yeah. going. Like another mile or two. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty yeah. it's pretty far back. And you can't um that you a vertical pull to get up there. It seems like that'd be Pioneer Peak. Yeah. It's funny. So it's so you there's switchback a ton of switchbacks, mm-hmm. like a re- for a really long time. And then you get up to I always like break big hikes like that up into three sections. So there's the switchbacks, and then there's a really long ridge walk. And you actually don't go up like the jagged front section. You go around and go up the back side. It's almost. like a hole back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it takes a long time, but it's kind of a nice break between the two like steep sections. Yeah. Um, How long did it take you? It took us all day. Yeah. We started it. But we like stopped and took pictures and like had lunch. Oh. And, yeah, took um, your time. Yeah, I think it's like 11 mile, right? Round trip. Round trip. Pi- Pioneer, it's, it's 11 or 12. I have yeah. to, I have to look at my Strava. Could you do that on an overnighter? Is there anywhere to camp on, there, the, on the mountain? There was somebody up there who was like prepping for a hunting trip and they just like tucked off over into kind of the bushes and was camping and they okay. seemed to be having a nice time. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that we left at, I was late. So we left at 10 instead of 930. And then oh. we got back at, I think six or yeah. seven. Oh, yeah. But oh, we like right. we took our time. Like when we got to the top, we sat up there and enjoyed it for a while because yeah. we worked so hard to yeah. get up there. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. wanted to like. Do you kind of sum it to the side of it then? Is that is this the right back map? ridge? Or can you still walk this to go up to there? So, so the green and black dot is the road, and then the green dot is the summit. Okay. Or sorry, the yellow dot. Yeah. And so it's funny, the yellow dot is not the actual, like that's Pioneer, I think they call it Pioneer Left, and then you'll see like the red line extends, that's true Pioneer Peak, but oh, you need okay. mountaineering climbing gear oh, to summit that. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and we saw some people coming back with climbing gear, like they climbed it, but they left like super early in the day uh-huh. and were just getting done. They said it took them another three hours to climb and summit. That mm. tallest point? Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah, it looks really rugged and more. super sketchy. From from the front it, side, it, from every angle you look at it, you're like, yeah. 
there was um, Did you never see the backside unless you fly over it no and it's uh, i think i have a picture it's beautiful up there the ridge walk and i was telling my mom because she doesn't want to hike to the actual summit but i was like mom we should just go do the ridge because it was so beautiful and did you guys see critters on that trip maybe sheep no sheep no no we saw sheep on gold star peak though mm. um my friend's dog like chased him right by us it was oh, very startling wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's always but fun where's gold star Gold Star is like, it's up at, um, I don't have a picture of just Pioneer Peak. It was up at, um, it's up at Aklutna and you pull off, I think at mile, I think between mile six and five and six or six uh-huh. and seven. It's just like a little pull out and uh-huh. there's no actual trailhead. So off the old Glen? Uh, are you talking about? Uh, Gold Star Peak's like, a, like before Aklutna Lake. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh you yeah. go up the... Like yeah, the, so the two sisters the, or whatever. Yeah, so you go up there. The road up, and yeah. then you would go left. Yeah, Okay. sorry. So it's like, you know where the ice cream shop is? Yeah. It's like the trailhead is like three minutes before the oh, ice cream okay. shop. And there's no trailhead. There's like a little um, pull out that can fit like three or four cars. <laughs> okay. Um, And then you hike up to the top. The, the Gold Star Peak is actually a nonprofit organization. I didn't know this. Oh. I I thought it was a hiking page, so I followed them on Instagram. And um, it's actually a nonprofit organization for, uh, like, military families and, like, families and veterans. And they do a lot of, like, group work for family members who have lost a family member in service. And they do the hikes up there. And so, like, at the top, there's actually a tower with the gold star on it and quite a few tags. So it's kind of – it's very humbling. Yeah. It was a little, like – it was saddening to be there, but – um, it's a great program. I talked to the director a little bit. He messaged me and was asking um, if I was a licensed therapist yet and if I'd be interested in joining some other hikes in the future, but I'm not licensed yet. So that was... You didn't tell me you had 200 TTHs? <laughs> <laughs> or YTTs? Applicable in different ways. We can do some yoga on the top. Yeah. So Oh, go ahead, Jack. Does that trail connect to the two sister peaks up further? No. So those are quite a bit farther away. So Gold Star Peak, you can ridge walk over to Powell slash MIA Peak is the other one. Yeah. Um, but then you have to drive down to a different trailhead for, um, like Pepper Peak and the Twin Peaks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah I was gonna, uh, well, she like brushed on the, like a psychology and, and the counseling, right? Yeah. You have a, um, a ma- is it a major in, or, or a, uh, degree, excuse me, in, uh, psychology, is it? So I'm, I'm in grad school right now. Yeah. Are you working on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm getting my master's in counseling and psychology. At yeah. Alaska Pacific University. Nice. Sweet. What's the future hold for that? Um, I'm probably going to be a going in. I had a very clear idea of what I wanted to do with my degree, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to incorporate. And I still might. I don't know. I don't like to put myself in a box. I like to keep, you know, options. Sure. Um, growth mindset. You know, but I was going to work with adults and try and incorporate yoga into therapy. So, uh-huh. like having a 45 minute yoga session and then doing like a 30 minute yoga session to kind of decompress and digest the session. Um, cause I see a therapist once a month just to check in. It's great. I think everyone yeah. should. Yeah. Totally. Um, good things. Yeah. And like usually after my session, I'll go for a run. And so it's kind of the same thing, just like kind of getting out of your head to let everything kind of process on the back burner. Mm. Um, but 
looking at my resume, it's like all working with kids. So yeah. um, and I just got my internship. So I'll be working with kids and right. I'm super stoked about it. And I, I'm like, why do I always try and gravitate to something else? Like I love working with children. Like it's my favorite. I connect yeah. with them really well. So um, I'm probably going to be a child, like a therapist for children. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to see what I learned in my internship. What is cool. your internship? It's, um, I'm going to be working at uh, South Central Foundation, their mm. child and family outpatient services. So wow. I'm very excited. Yeah, right on. I'm yeah. thrilled. When's yeah, you'd be start? like right in it. Yeah. So I can't wait. What, what was that, Jack? When does that start? You yeah, yeah, yeah. When's that start? I just got my um, offer, my email offer today. Oh, so, congratulations. Um, I'm not nice. sure. Cool. So, so I should rad. know more tomorrow. Yeah. I think. So... But yeah, good, good for you. Thank you. Yeah, I hope you didn't mind me asking because no. we didn't like start there. Like, what do you do for a living? Or like, you yeah. know, get into any of that. No. Which you know, we try not to like dive into that too much. No, and, and I'm I'm really glad you asked. Like, um, I it took me a little bit longer to figure out what I wanted to do for a career. Sure. And um, I worked in a I was a dental assistant and a dental office manager for a while. Um, and another good field, right? Oh, it's I mean, great. I yeah. learned, I learned. I got this thing. One of your teeth are so nice. And <laughs> right. I, um, I learned a lot. I did, but it's, I'm, I'm thankful for that time. Um, the office I worked for was like very accommodating and let me take some time to get my yoga teacher training while I was there. And, um, YTT for those of you that don't know, you know me, so Certified. I, um, it took me a while to figure out what I wanted to do. It took me 10 years to get my bachelor's degree. Um, and then, then I graduated and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ooh. But I just kind of, I really, I feel really passionately about um, giving back to the community like Alaska. I was born and raised here and like this community gave me so much and so many opportunities. And I feel really strongly about setting children up for that same success and opportunity. And I think that having, I saw a therapist when I was younger as well. And she was so incredible. Like just having somebody who offered like an outside unbiased judgment-free perspective to let you kind of like explore your feelings and just have like a healthy outlet. Like I really am hoping to be that like person for young children so they can have those. And South Central Foundation is great for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we talked about it a lot. Today's kids, well, and yesterday's kids and future kids, they're all going to have their own challenges. Mm -hmm. But right now it really seems tough. Oh, yeah. Social media pressure. We've Mm -hmm. talked about that before. I don't want to like rabbit hole into the same thing. But it's great to hear that people like yourself are interested in getting involved and engaged with kids because now more than ever, I think they need that support. I think they need that support. And I don't get me wrong. I love social media. And I Mm -hmm. think it's going to be like the future for a lot of platforms for professional development and business development but also at the same time there's this kind of gap with communication and like learning how to communicate with people not just through a text message or an instagram message Mm. and kids are having a hard time communicating because everything's digital so then Mm. when you do come face to face Mm. with someone or you have to make a phone call for like an interview um, I have yeah, like have a social interaction. You're yeah, like, Bleh. it's, it's hard, you know? Oh. And so there's some stuff I think that's not all kids, but certain kids like struggle with. So just, yeah. you know, the communication uh-huh. part. What's well, funny you said that. Cause I asked my true. students the other day, what's the hand signal for the phone? <gasps> Did they know? No. 
They don't know. Even my own kids. We know it's this. Yeah. You know what they did? <laughs> this. <laughs> all of them. Oh my god! All of them. Did that. No one just like we. No one did that. No one did that. Face? They don't even know. Like my own kids, I was like, "Here, it's your abuelita. Talk to them." And they're like, "I was like, no, you got to actually do? put it to your ear <laughs> and like talk." Well, we want to Facetime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that was probably a cold reality check, wasn't it? Yeah, they don't know how to use it. And then like we have like a real phone in our house just for emergencies. Yeah. And you, they didn't realize like, okay, you actually have to like push the buttons in time to like get them all going. In the right order. In the right <laughs> order. And then like, listen, do they like did it and they're just like waiting for it to like do something. And I was like, no, you got to like put it to your ear. And, like oh, listen, man. you know. Looking at this, like I had a screen. Just imagine the old school ones. They wouldn't know what to do with that. We had one of those, like the the round mm-hmm. like phone dial when we moved into one of our like our my parents' house that they're in now, and like we would all run downstairs to use that phone because we thought it was so much fun. Right? Like just yeah. like just the novelty of like having to like wait. Yeah. It's like in those old movies. My parents are like, whoa, whoa, whoa! They're yeah. not that old. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually some really good videos that they have on YouTube that uh, like they they'll have like a group of kids and they'll bring up like a, like a discman or like an old tape player. And they're like, how would you p- play a song with this? And the kids are just like, like swiping it <laughs> and like pushing on it weirdly. And they have no clue like what to do with it. Uh, open button eject. Yeah. Uh, no clue. <laughs> you got to so breathe fun. on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give it a breath. Yeah. yeah. You want to play Mario Kart? <laughs> well, Sarah, thanks for coming in and sharing your story with us and all your hot tips. Thanks. And um, inspiring the youth and other people. Um, are you okay with people hitting you up on your Instagram for, like, hikes that maybe they want to do and things oh, like that? absolutely. I am always happy to, like, offer advice and pointers for people. Um, I usually have time. and sometimes it takes me a little bit to get back to people, but I'm more than happy to... I have my profile set to public just because, like, I hope people will reach out yeah. and, like, okay. ask questions. Right. So, yep. And yeah. it's uh, Sarah underscore Summit. Summit. Summit yes. with the S. Yes, with an S. Yep. Yeah. Finding the summits. Finding yeah. the summits. Any other questions, boys? With their summit snacks? The summit yeah. snacks. Summit, summit beers? Yeah, you got to have both. I just learned some new lingo. I didn't realize it was summit stuff. I was yeah. like, oh, summit oh, snacks. Yeah, summit, summit snacks. snacks. I was like backpacking I things. I remember <laughs> the first person I went hiking with. They're like, yeah, did you bring a summit beer? And I was like, what? They're like, yeah, a beer for the summit, a summit beer. I was like, is that a thing? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, oh. Uh, now they had to share theirs with you. They brought two. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I'm only uh, having one. Yeah. But they got a neophyte among yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been really yeah. great. It was really thanks great to talk to you guys. Yeah. Yep. Thank you for everyone. Check out the website, alaskawildproject.com. Definitely check out uh, Sarah's Instagram, Sarah underscore summits, um, wild wanderings, Alaska raised and rooted with 200 white TTs. <laughs> Certified. Certified. Alaska, stay wild. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. 
Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management, providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit acminc.com today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreeHouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They are the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Anchortown Dogs, located on 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Crude Magazine, Alaska-based media outlet using the last frontier as a springboard to discover larger truths about the cultures of our great state. Read more at crudemag.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. Lady with a Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details, specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings. Find Lady with a Plan on Instagram. Should you not claim to be at least his equal in prowess and act upon the claim? I say try. If we never try, we shall never succeed. This proposition is a simple truth. And it's too important to be lost sight of for a moment. If we cannot beat the enemy where he now is, we never can. It is all easy if our troops march as well as the enemy. And it is unmanly 
to say they cannot do it.